0: 855 four fifty three that 's the se toll free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of free talk live it 's eight fifty five four fifty three that 's three seven three three for those of you who don 't have the the letters on your telephone it 's Mark with you and Mandrick and stephanie that 's right we 've got Mandrick sitting in this evening and uh, you know just uh, mandrick was was available and I thought uh, I thought i 'd have you sit in so thanks for sitting in thanks for having me mark. No problem. So normally on Free Talk Live, we do you know we bring up our own show prep. Obviously, you can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. But until you do such a thing, we need to we need to talk about things. Um, and normally we you know pick out some uh, story or something like that and and talk about that. But Stephanie, you and I have both been experiencing something this week that has to do with sort of. Uh, you know, like uh, gender inequality and uh, sexism and um, feminism and things like this. And I wanted to, to talk about it, talk about your experience and my experience maybe a little bit and uh, just see mm-hmm. what well, see if we could create something here. Because feminism is this, this football that gets moved up and down talk radio and the political blogosphere and all that stuff. And it doesn't get really talked about much as to what it even is. And so I think it's worth oh, talking I, about.
1: I think it gets talked about a lot, but in a negative Light. I mean, I've at least what I've heard of it. Uh, people seem to not like the word. Mm-hmm. They seem to oh, believe yeah. that people who identify as feminists either hate men or think that they are or think that women are better than men simply because they're women. And of course, that would be absurd. That's the same concept as uh, as sexism, really, you know, to think that one or the other gender is somehow better inherently. I mean, nobody can control Uh, what body they are born in, you know, whether they have two X chromosomes or an X and a Y or something else, you know, and nobody can control their their color either, you know, or their orientation. And so these things that are so arbitrary that people have no control over really shouldn't be used to judge people and they shouldn't be used as standards by which to treat people. So um, I consider myself a feminist, but I would call myself more of an individualist feminist, uh, meaning that all... People are human beings and they have natural rights, you know, to be free from aggression and to uh, to be respected and so forth. And so I don't know. I, I don't think that any gender is better than the other. I just don't like double standards and I want people to be treated equally.
0: Uh, now, um, when you when you describe this uh, individualist feminist, uh, feminism of, of yours, it what it sounds. It's not m- mine. It's okay. a very yeah. old yeah. philosophy. I mean, c- certainly people have talked about it. And, uh, you know, to me, what it sounds like is what most people think. Most people think that women and men should be treated equally in the eyes of the law. Uh, I would say that most people think they think that.
1: Most people don't know that they may hold prejudices that are against certain races or maybe against women or, or um, gays or lesbians or whatever. Um, if you ask most people, are you sexist or are you racist, they'll say, oh, no, of course I'm not. But yet uh, sometimes their behavior and attitudes may uh, reflect differently.
0: Well, I mean, I suppose it's, uh, you know, lots of, lots of, everybody doesn't know what all, what's all in their mind. You know, they need to pop rivets on in this, uh, you know, this, this, uh, you know, sort of box that is uh, our old thinking in order to get, you know, down to the core of things and, and understand it. But, you know, what I have, I guess the problem I have with um, with, with the term individualist feminism mm-hmm. is, A, it deviates from what people think feminism is. And so it, it, it gets confusing. And B, it doesn't sound much different than what most people think. So, you know, what's the point in having a word for it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can take your point. Um, although I haven't found a better word to express uh, the philosophy that I hold and that a lot of other people hold, right? I mean, if you say that you're a feminist, sometimes people will assume that you're a gender feminist. Right.
2: We need to define that term immediately. Yeah, okay. Mark, what do you think most people think of when they hear feminist?
0: Usually they think of a, uh, a woman with short hair who's ugly and dislikes men a lot. Oh. Right? Wow. <laughs> I, you, don't, you don't think that that's what people think?
2: I don't. I don't know. It's. I think that that's exactly what they. <laughs> Probably think. a lot of people do think that. I May, mean, maybe you know, the when same you people. Look,
0: when, you, when you look at what has happened to laws around domestic violence, um, sexual uh, harassment, uh, you know, accusations of rape in this country, you will see that men have very little power in that in those arenas, and those arenas have been used as um, the football, as it were, by the gender feminists. And we need to specify here because there's gender feminists are the ones that believe that. That that uh, what do they call it? Um, gyno superiority. I think is the term that uh, that has been used. But yeah. essentially, that women are better than men psychologically, emotionally, and in, uh, intellectually. They uh, you know these or these,
1: they at least believe that the government should grant women special rights simply because they are women and they have historically been oppressed. Right. Uh, right
0: that yeah. they should have special rights. Um. And 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 at this point, the way that that. Manifests itself in today's modern culture is that if a woman, if for instance, my wife, let's use my wife and then you as an example in here, uh, uh, Mandrick. If my wife says that I hit her, I'm going to go to jail and I can have the fun chore of trying to prove that I didn't. Every, even, yeah. even if she doesn't have a mark on her. Now, if you say that I hit you, the cop's going to be like, dude, you don't have, you know, where's your bloody lip? Where's your black eye? They're going to be like, "What's what's the evidence that he hit you?" And I'm going like, "I didn't hit anybody. Look at my knuckles. I haven't hit anybody." And chances are good they're going to tell you to take a long walk off a short pier, uh, that you're a big baby and just uh, you know, suck it up. They're not going to yeah. say that. You now if my wife claims up and down that she got hit and she's crying and, you know, that the story is good, I'm going to jail. And that is the reality that men live in in this country. And And more than just that, sad.
2: you're going to be seen as, you know, the wife beater. That's right. And, if, if it was just me and you getting in a fight, it would just be like, well, whatever, those guys, you know. Right. Well, and those, those kind
1: of systemic biases, I think, are the things that kind of tend to pit genders against each right. other. You sure. know what I mean? And that's what government does best. Like, it always pits interest groups against each other. And it's very unfortunate. You know, I think as people who like freedom, we kind of... I want people to realize that it's really not you know man versus woman or black versus white or republican versus democrat mm-hmm. it's the government against everybody <laughs> you know they're trying to take your rights away
0: i so. I, I tend to agree now you did um, you do another show called pork therapy correct where can people find that p o r c therapy dot com and mm-hmm. you did a show recently about um, sort of sexism in the little liberty movement <laughs> yes. could you run that down now I haven't listened to it it was uh, you know that was what just done last night yep last, uh, Friday night yeah.
1: Friday. so, I, so I Friday to... ten to midnight I think on you, the you dropped the creeper war too did we maybe
2: yeah no it was you <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay uh, so. What, what did we talk about on Friday night? Well, something that I've been thinking about a lot over the past about year and a half, ever since I started doing She Talk Live, which was the uh, the Free Talk Live Sunday show before we started on the air, Mark and yes. I, um, you know, that whole show and some of the issues that were brought up, and even just the name, started me thinking about and learning about feminism in mm-hmm. many different ways. and. I, I made a confession on the show on pork therapy the other night that I used to be one of those women who dislikes other women. And I think it was for a number of different reasons, uh, partially to do with uh, with being raised in a really authoritarian culture and always being told what to do and having um, sort of some problems with my self-esteem. And also the fact that I was uh, attracted to women. I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. I was attracted to women and I had a hard time dealing with that because of the the culture is also very homophobic. You know, and so I internalized that. I made it a part of myself. And uh, it was not until just recently when I was able to uh, come to grips with all of that stuff and and release that, you know. And now I certainly have no problem with with anybody of another gender or or women. You know, nobody...
0: I, I don't i I'm with you that chromosomes don't matter to me, but I yes. do think that um that some women have been have more internalized the sort of sociological conversation that there is out there that it is okay for women to be um emotional or unreasonable um and you know to take these positions um uh, you know especially in relationships in order to uh you know have the man um you know Um, Sort of move towards them um, in a uh, you know in a bargaining situation so that they can see whether or not the man uh, likes them.
2: Those all sound like cultural influences,
0: though. Absolutely, they're cultural. But I mean, from a very early age, too, to say that something is um, just just to say that it's cultural doesn't mean that it's not real. I mean, you know, we you're not
2: emotional, Mark. You don't um, have
0: emotions. I tend to <laughs> think that there are group there that there are some women out there that uh, you know feel that because of their gender that they have license to be unreasonable and, well, well, but unreasonable, unreasonable is with, according yeah. to you, right? Right. Absolutely. And I have the monopoly over my time, right? And right. so I get to choose.
1: But, I, I mean, I think maybe some people express their emotions more uh, strongly than others, but everybody has them. Sure. Everybody has emotions.
0: And they shouldn't run your life. I mean, you should...
1: You can control them. Yeah. yeah you I mean, own your feelings.
0: Because if not, I mean, you, you end up uh, treating people poorly and hitting them and things like that. I mean, that's what emotions yeah, tend to uh,
1: not.
3: run towards. What do you think? Talk
0: Live, 855-453. That's the sickle toll-free call-in line on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-453. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. But uh, we've been talking about sort of feminism and gender roles and, uh, you know, sexism and things like that. And so if you want to comment on that, you're certainly welcome to at 855-450-3733. I want to tell you about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's coming up in February 23rd to the 26th. It's one of the largest liberty-oriented gatherings in the world. You could be part of it. Um, is, all you have to do is go to freestateproject.org slash forum, and uh, they'll have all the information there. You can uh, find out about uh, uh, you know where it's going to be, the elegant Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel, Let's see. So far the speakers include Joe Salatin, author of You Can Farm, Clark Neely from the Institute for Justice, Jack Spearco, he's a survival expert, Michael Cloud from the Center for Small Government. Just go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. When you sign in, use code coupon code FTL twenty twelve. You get ten percent off of your uh, of, of the fees. It's FTL twenty twelve at freestateproject.org slash liberty forum. So, Stephanie, um, you wanted to recap on something we were talking about uh, just a moment ago. Um,
1: Yeah. And first of all, may I just add something to the discussion? You know, we started off the show talking about feminism and uh, gender issues and and so forth. And I think there are some people listening who will probably say, well, oh, come on, guys. What does this have to do with liberty? Right. Right. You think people well, i don't think that, that I,
0: free talk live has no obligation to talk to talk about things of liberty um, oriented we tend to well because no, it 's important to be to entertaining that's, that's what uh, that 's what 's important and you know you talk uh, you talk about what 's on people 's mind, but go ahead um, but
1: I think it really does relate to liberty because not only have there been a lot of historical uh, discrimination against women that was encoded in law and against uh, of course against sure. blacks and other minorities and so sure. forth. Um, But, you know, uh, gender and and liberty are very related because uh, if we want to talk about gender roles, for instance, it can be a huge ball and chain to sort of feel forced to act a certain way or coerced into acting a certain way because that's what everybody around you is sort of telling you is normal or right. appropriate. Uh, uh, right? You know,
0: a friend of mine, Stefan Molyneux, which a lot of people know, um, we mm-hmm. were, uh, you know, spent some time together on a vacation recently and he was, he's a stay-at-home dad, essentially. Yes. His wife goes out and, yes. and uh, she's a psychiatrist. She does, she has her own practice and that kind of thing. And he said in Canada, this is just unheard of being a stay-at-home dad they just don't understand people don't understand when he says he's a stay-at-home dad and you know what that must be like and you know uh, you know for me when i try to think about these issues i truly do try to think about them in a in a fashion where i believe that people are equal um you know in in their roles i think that there are some innate differences in um you know males and females and and that tends to you know cause certain dynamics um when 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 they're dealing with each other but
1: you know well um i think that there is evidence that uh, the psychological studies and a lot of the neuroscience studies that have come out in the past several decades that claim that there are these like inherent brain differences between men and women, a lot of them uh, are really biased and mm-hmm. have some very important points that can be dis- disputed about those. Okay. And I would recommend uh, reading the book Delusions of Gender by Cordelia Fine, which goes through and debunks all these classical studies that say like... Oh, you know, female babies will look at their mother more and b- male babies will look around the room. So that means women are more emotional and men are more exploratory and it's just like gag me with a spoon. Like obviously that's not true. They're the researchers are reading into those kind of things. Okay. So so um you know, the the whole innate differences, I think they may be uh smaller than people think. Um but
0: you know, what I really wanted there's, to There's there's clearly one innate difference and it's it's never referred to as small. <laughs> That's so, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you know, wow. these are, well, you know, it's, it's obvious. And the, so there's also sort of sociological differences that we all have to deal with and the realities in our lives, whether we like them or not. Um, you know, I mean, you know, if you're a guy and you want to date, you want to wait around for that girl that's going to ask you out. You could wait a long time.
1: Uh, although that's kind of changing, don't you think? More so uh you know i i don't really want but to live i don't live... think it's
0: changing quickly i don't think the, i think it may have stalled to some extent
1: i have definitely asked um men on dates in the past you know and
0: you are not a nor, a, a, a a common
1: <laughs> usual woman i have you know, got not to say that. You heard it I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to i don't want to use a term that sounds in,
0: in any way disparaging i think well, you... I, don't,
1: I don't think i'm different from a lot of especially younger women in that mm-hmm. sense cuz i've i've actually seen you know when i was an undergraduate just a few years ago uh maybe 5 6 years ago i saw women asking men out on dates and things like that and and you know uh there's the whole hookup culture in college and you know that's kind of a whole separate issue which mm-hmm. you know, maybe you want to deal with tonight but Oh, well, I think it's, it's I, part of it all. I don't you know? I don't know like I dislike the whole dynamic where men are supposed to be the pursuer and women are supposed to be the shy, demure wallflower that just giggles and oh tee, you know, doesn't any Well I don't have think that just because, because the man's the pursuer
0: own. that it that um that the woman ha- like that doesn't mean that doesn't put any onus on the woman's personality, right? Like it just means that
1: It kind of does. Because if a woman um wants to date someone or if a woman wants to express really any preferences at all Mm -hmm. uh, she needs to speak up and be assertive about that and somehow make it known but within this whole traditional gender roles paradigm women really are not encouraged to speak up. What would
0: you say is more convenient? Sitting around and waiting for somebody to ask you out if a bunch of people are willing to do so or not
1: Sitting around and waiting for someone to ask ask you
0: out? out. I mean do you think it's more convenient and uh, comfortable to be asked than to do the asking?
1: Oh it's I guess if you get asked, it's more convenient to let someone else ask you. I'll bet. It um,
2: depends on who's asking, though. It, yeah, definitely.
0: That is a role that males do not have to deal with very yeah. much. Um, <laughs> now, if you're a woman in society, you have to watch out. Eye contact is the signal to be asked out for
2: women. It is that. That's it.
0: Um, that could really? just be
2: a signal of somebody that knows how to, you know, have a conversation.
0: I get where you're coming from, but it will be misinterpreted a great deal. Anything could be misinterpreted. Wow. Inter- okay, so this a woman is- could
2: smile at you, and you could think that could so well, so smile at you. Uh,
0: smiling includes eye contact. This <laughs> okay. is what I would. Okay. Uh, this is really what I would like to discuss. Is that
1: if I have eye contact with someone in a conversation, and I smile at them and laugh at their mm-hmm. jokes. That does not mean that I want to have sex with that I person. I know,
0: of course, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean I want them to ask sick. me out.
1: <laughs> right. it, it it doesn't mean I want I to be hit on.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so um, and I've somebody never... asking somebody out is a is a conversation, and like you know that's it it's just a conversation and you can have whatever feeling you want to have about that conversation and it but the best way to handle it is just to handle it in the most gentle way uh, when you don't want to do it i mean that's that's it attractive women are going to get asked out and well okay i i take your point on that but there is a
1: big difference between asking a woman out and saying something to her that is like pretty clearly inappropriate and sure. i'll give you an example okay last last uh, Sunday after Free Talk Live was over, I uh, went to um, a friend's place to do a little bit of uh, socializing. And there was someone there who I had never met. And so I introduced myself to this person. It was a man. And, uh, you know, he was very quiet, didn't really say much. And then about ten minutes later, uh, in a in a group conversation, he asked me a very inappropriate uh, question of a sexual nature that I was not comfortable
0: with. So, and it was
1: like he just within ten
0: minutes he had asked you some an inappropriate question.
1: Yes, and it it was clearly like he was not reading some signal there that what this was not appropriate. Yeah,
0: well, you know, I mean, I I, I can say that some women do find that a turn on. You know, I mean, it no, sounds ham-fisted. No I think some do. Eight fifty five, oh four fifty three. That's our call in line here on Free Talk Live. (laughs) Talk Live, 855 four fifty three. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. You know, we have wow, years and years worth of uh, archives. Thousands that you, of hours. Thousands of hours worth of archives that you can have for free. Download them at archives.freetalklive.com. We have the free the last seven days right there on the front page of Free Talk Live. After that, you go to archives.freetalklive.com and you can get as many of them as you want going back till 2006. So if you need something while you're exercising, doing the gardening, traveling to work, whatever, it's archives.freetalklive.com. They're available to you to use however you'd like. Now, Stephanie, you were telling a story that had occurred to you recently, and but we've uh, – you know, I want to take the call. Let's go. Absolutely. In. Sure. And we'll jump right back into it, uh, once we we're done with uh, Chris in California. You're on Free Talk Live, what's on your mind?
5: Hey, um I was listening into the show uh yesterday and one of you guys had made the the comment about, you know, if people should be able to kill themselves if they want. I was wondering if, you know, whoever had said that they could kind of expound on the reasoning
6: for that.
0: I don't know. Um, I don't remember having said that on the show yesterday, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I do think that people should be able to kill themselves if they wish. Chris, who owns your body? Um, I do. Yep. Yeah, well, then you should end your life if you'd like. Well, to. I, mean,
2: you,
5: I mean, from what I understand, especially like you know, the, the principle of in, inalienable rights—life, liberty, and property. I mean, those those types of rights are so inalienable; they're non-transferable. So, I mean, in an open society, if somebody wanted to kill themselves, even in a closed society, they could. But I don't see, as even a libertarian or an ar- or even an ar- anarchist, how that could be like a sound belief. In an Chris, I, I, Chris,
1: I you, actually would like to mention this, because I think I have a, a slightly more nuanced view than Mark or Mandrick has, um, and I also work in the healthcare field, so this is something that kind of relates directly. Um, I think that there are reasons that people might want to end their life, which could be like... Basically, they're not in their right mind. You know, they're very depressed because of something that happened to them, or they are sick for some reason, or they're in extraordinary pain. And they might think at the moment, well, I really want to end my life. But... You know, maybe if they were in their normal frame of mind, they would not want to end their, their life. Sure, I think okay. suicide
0: tends to be a cry for help, and I would offer help to somebody who's trying to be suicidal. That's exactly the point. In a free
1: market,
5: I think as either libertarians or socialists, we might be want to be a little bit more sensitive and be like, "Well, hey, guess what? If we had a better society in a free and open market, we might be able to take care of those people." I mean, we're not advocating for people to you know stick a shotgun to their head, are we?
2: I don't think anybody's advocating that. I mean, we. No, just because you in your body doesn't mean well. What yeah, I
0: think it, if we were talking about, um, as I recall, people that um, you know were concerned about uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and that uh, humans were essentially parasites on the planet,
5: right? Um, eugenics no. and that type oh, of thing. Right. It's just from what I understand about inalienable rights are also like non-transferable, like property rights. Like if you were to come into my house, I could ask you to take off your shoes, and you might oblige. But if I ask you to give up your wallet, you might be, a, you know, you might not do that. So there's well. limits to it. And inalienable also means that they're not transferable in life, at least as far as, you know, the Declaration of Independence is concerned. It, you know, may not refer to that, refer exactly to suicide, but suicide is touched upon by the people who actually, or at least, you know, John Locke and Immanuel Kant. So, Chris, I I
1: have a question for you. Do you think that people should be able to sell themselves into slavery?
5: No, I don't. I'm against wage slavery.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's what I kind of figured from what you were saying. And I do think that there is an important distinction here that, that Chris rightly pointed out is that, you know, just because someone as a libertarian says, well, sure, person should be able to end their life or should be allowed to end their life. It's kind of ridiculous to think of someone being allowed to end their life. Like they're going to do it if they want to, but, 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 you know, it's really important. uh, Sorry, Chris. It's very, it's very important to, um, for the compassion to come across in that statement, right? Like, if somebody wants right. to end their life, they probably need some help. And the first thing I would be thinking about is not, well, they should be able to kill themselves if they want. It's how can I help this right. person? Well, Doctor
0: I mean, Kavorkian was thrown in prison for a very long time for trying to help some people that right. were yes. in pain. Yes, and I think that that, but my life, that my you know right to life is transferable in the sense that I, if I can tell a doctor, look, I'm ready to die, please. Right. Kill me.
5: Just, if you want, you could you could kind of. I mean, I don't know what time you have. but If you want to take a look at one of the, the statement that you guys, you know, or one of you guys made on that, it sounded almost kind of like satire, you know, because you guys are doing the whole, you know, free state movement and that type of thing. And Ron Paul has got a particular platform that I like when he says, "Listen, I don't like," you know, he he denies the cliche that libertarians are not compassionate. And when you when you when you know somebody like me in California is actually seriously thinking about you know ideas like that. You know, to hear somebody say, well, if people want to kill themselves, they should just, you know, get up and do it. I mean, I realize you're making kind of like a sweeping statement, and I don't believe that you guys would advocate, you know, people just killing themselves whenever they feel like it. Because right. they don't own the right to life because it's maximum in and of itself.
0: I don't understand that. I own my right to life, Chris, and I challenge you to, uh, on, on that uh, on that statement, I own it.
5: No, you don't. I don't own it's, my life. It's a, it's a maxim in and of itself. What does I mean, that mean? Is in and of yourself. You have That's a, why doctors make... You have a, a right to
1: life, but you don't own it.
0: I don't exactly. own my life? You,
1: you have a, a right to life, but you do not own the right to life. Does that exactly. make sense?
0: No, it doesn't.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> how about this? I, I agree with Chris that compassion really needs to come I through think, I, I, you know,
0: I can't argue with that. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not arguing with what Chris said there. I am arguing that if I decide I want to kill myself, that that is my right. Well,
5: these are fundamental, you know, enlightenment, classical liberalism principles I'm talking about here. I mean, if you're going to sit there and say that, that if you have the right to take away your life, then you're denying um, life as a maxim in and of itself. I Chris, mean, you could do it, no, but, you Chris, know, I, I could haven't... go out and kill somebody, too, but I'm doing the same thing. Whether I'm, or not somebody I'm talking, can,
0: as a maximum. I'm talking about self-ownership um, and not necessarily life. I'm talking about a maximum of self-ownership.
5: Right, but you— <laughs> Your self-ownership is, is dependent on the, the, the very fact that you just happen to be born.
0: That I'm alive.
5: <laughs> that you're alive, which is that we know of wasn't your choice. Life and, and I exists. will not own it's, myself
0: when I am dead. You're right.
5: <laughs> exactly. But life, that's why doctors take a, an oath that they don't just kill people. They don't well, take that
0: oath anymore. Well,
1: they take the Hippocratic oath, which I, says first, anymore. do no harm." Yes, they do. I as just I, I just went to a medical school
0: graduation this I, 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 summer. I just and looked it up, it. and they've changed it recently. And they don't take the uh, they don't take the old one. And the ones that do take one, uh, the, the ones that do take one, don't take the old one, which says that they'll do no harm. And the ones that um, you know, I mean, I, I just looked it up a couple of weeks ago, and and the doctors aren't even taking the Hippocratic. And maybe oath it's done anymore. differently. They different.
1: did take it this summer at the one graduation that I went to. Thank goodness,
0: but I don't think they I don't think they mean it.
1: Yeah, just because someone says something doesn't mean they internalize or fully sure. understand it. But uh,
2: yeah, politicians th- swear an oath of the constitution. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I have a question for Chris. Chris, yeah. would you would you actively prohibit someone from killing themselves or ending their own life?
5: Absolutely not. I mean, I'm not. I mean, like I said, in a free society, if people are going to do it, they're going to do it. You know. But what I'm saying is, is that in the interest of the movement, the liberty movement. I think we should probably be careful, you know, not to fall into the cliche. And, you know, I mean, I realize what the yeah, statement's Chris, all about, I, and I realize I completely what means,
1: agree. I but, completely agree. But, you know, agree.
5: I mean, if I'm if I'm new to the liberty movement, and I just, you know, I mean, I already knew about these principles before I even, you know, found you guys. If somebody's new to that, and they hear that, and they're like, "Geez, you know, these people over in." You know, doing their little thing over in New Hampshire. I mean, they seem pretty cold and they're not. They, don't you I think,
0: mean, Chris, don't you think most people believe that you have the right to suicide?
5: I think most people do not understand what an inalienable right and a maxim is. Most people, when they talk about it... it, It's
0: it's the way you said it, Mark,
1: or whoever said it, said it, I think, is what Chris's issue was. I I,
0: I hear that. I I do hear what that uh, said, and and to me, it was uh, centered around a conversation around um, people that believed that life itself, uh, human life itself, was a virulent disease. And um, so, therefore, you know, if you believe that is the case, then you should handle that issue in the only life that you have the right to take right. and i see that point and i think that it's valid in that um in that context and i understand where chris is saying that one needs to be gentle in the way one speaks to other people because you right. never know who you're offending and who you're horrifying but i think a lot of people believe that um I, I think most i really believe that most people believe that suicide is okay
1: i think it runs much deeper than this and i want to get back into it in the next segment
0: okay thanks a lot chris appreciate the call Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three, free talk live we we'll
3: BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Fetus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com.
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's a sequel toll-free call in line on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. That's right, we are live in the studio on a Sunday evening. I know you're not used to getting live programming on Sunday evenings, but it's true. It's Mark. And Mandrick. And Stephanie. You can call us at 855-450-3733. We've been all over the board this evening. Uh, we've been talking about things like... But we can tie it together, and that's what I intend to do. <laughs> well, t-
2: tie away! You're going to tie us together? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Marcy that was, could look, that was could look
1: inappropriate. Look. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm a straight guy, but I'm just saying, my I met Mandrick good. more yeah. than a year ago, I think he, I'm, and I'm very comfortable with him, so...
2: You heard
0: it there, folks. And it was
1: a mild joke. The one that I got asked was way worse, but um, I won't
0: <laughs> repeat it on the air. Okay.
1: Um, anyway, so I think we can There's tie an
0: inappropriate uh, sexual uh, question. It right? was pretty yes. bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mander heard it. Yeah, he can vouch for me. But uh, so
0: was it bad because it was bad, or was it bad because Stephanie tends to be, um, you th- know, sensitive in this
2: area? As somebody who says some pretty foul things at events. Oh yeah, uh, agree. Events. Yeah. yeah, I've heard you. I, I mean, I have a mouth, you know, and. and but but it's all about it's all about the comfort, you know recognizing that somebody's comfortable having a conversation with you and recognizing their level of how far they want to take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't just come out. I don't just come out and say horrible things, <laughs> <laughs> make these terrible jokes. Yeah, the, like, and, the comfort has to be there. I don't, I don't know if I don't and, know somebody. And you know, have have if reason. every
1: time I express you know a preference not to be asked a question like that, I get labeled as sensitive or yeah. hysterical or overly emotional. Um, Which is I don't really think those things are based on evidence or or are valid. I mean, you know, I try to be pretty rational, actually. And uh, I just have certain preferences, you know. I don't like to be spoken to in in certain ways, you
2: know. so I I hate to use this terminology, but nobody wants to be creeped on. And even I've been creeped on as, you know, as a man, I've been creeped on by women. So it's just... It's not a comfortable feeling.
0: So this agreed, is- but yeah, I, I think it's for me and, and I have too. I worked yeah. as a gym at as a personal trainer. If you don't think I've been creeped on by cougars, you're just not paying attention. Oh, I'm sure you have a- <laughs> and you know, that this is my late twenties and you know, it happened all the time and it was just kind of one of those things that one expected and dealt with to be. But, but I'm, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I didn't like it. I would prefer only the women that I find attractive to hit on me.
2: Did you voice that? Did you say, I, I, I don't appreciate that or I, that's not what I want? Or Usual, what did you say? My
0: experience was if, uh, you
2: know, with one, uh,
0: you know, gentle rebuff, and I'm not talking about a rebuff in the sense that I ha- you have to say anything, just like, you know, you just don't show interest, that that level of interest will go away.
1: Yeah. And I think that's sometimes the difference because I I know that there are lots of women, especially in the liberty movement, and this is really how I wanted to tie everything together. Mm -hmm. Um, There are lots of women who have experienced this kind of thing in the liberty movement where someone just really won't take no for an answer. And they they're constant about it and it's like very indeed yeah absolutely now
0: and and let's talk about societal roles here um, for a second men are are given the the instruction that you need to be you need to stick with it if you want to get the girl Um, every
2: movie ever yeah like every movie ever
0: instructs uh, instructs us that look you've just if you stick with it she'll like you at some point point. she'll come around right you know Dustin Hoffman win her over right at at the wedding uh, he's banging on the glass there in the what what is The, the graduate going, Elaine! Elaine! I want to go and to that she wedding. she goes with him, Stephanie. <laughs> she leaves her husband, husband-to-be at the altar and goes with
1: him. It's and very important to be able to tell movies from real
0: life. It, it is, but... You know, I can see, I totally can see how people believe that this is the instruction they're going to get. This is where I get the instruction on how to pursue romantic relationships.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of people who, who believe that, but there's also a certain importance of like kind of reading social cues and, and being concerned about other people's comfort level. And, you know, Mark, would you, I'm going to ask you you gentlemen, both a question, Mark and Mandrick, do you think that there is a stereotype or a idea that libertarians can tend to be socially awkward, inwardly focused, not very compassionate, not very empathetic, maybe even a little bit like uh, Asperger's syndrome. I,
2: I got. Uh, I, I think I know exactly why uh, many men in the liberty movement, and even women to some degree, I, I think when you grow up, and I guess it depends on what, at what age you, you start to understand that you're not a part of this group. I, I mean, for me, like in middle school, I realized I rejected the idea of government. And so it was just hard for me to relate with a lot of different people. And I just, I just didn't grow those social skills because I wasn't in those cliques or whatever. I guess you could say. So when you don't have the social experience of being around like-minded individuals, it's it's hard to develop them. So, so you I,
1: do think there is that stereotype, and you yeah, think it's true? Yeah, you didn't say yes true? or no,
2: pal. I, I, th- I, I don't. <laughs> I think there's the stereotype. For I'm some, offended. Um, I'm saying. I think. I think some people do. Have, yeah. I think. I think that stereotype is there, and I think it's it, it probably is true for a lot of people. But I'm just saying there's a good reason for it. I mean, when you don't have acceptance in your life and you grow up and you reject all the things around you to some degree, I, I, I mean, what how, – how else are you going to learn to – I don't
0: you know, know. I mean, like, conversation, I, don't I don't have know. the depth to it that uh, George has, uh, but I'd say it's yes. Um, uh, excuse, <laughs> Mandric. Me, Mandric has, uh, excuse me. Mandrick has. Excuse me. Appreciate the <laughs> – That's all right. Um uh, you know i don't have the 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 depth to the thought behind it and i don't know if he's right either but i do think that the the people think that i think that mm-hmm. you know to some extent in the liberty movement you probably have people that ask questions ask questions you have iconoclasts uh you know what, what they'll call them debatarians uh you know people that are just uh contrarian just yes. Just because something is the the status quo that we must, um, you know, blow it up and, and or, you know, ask questions of it or those kind of things. And I don't have any problem with asking questions, but, you know, this this can come across uh, as annoying to some.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, sometimes when people become, you know, get interested in liberty, it's because they simply are just anti-authoritarians. It's like a reaction to the very authoritarian culture. That they've grown up in. And uh, I I certainly can't blame anybody for that because it can be really like crushing when you grow up in an environment where you're constantly being told what to do and controlled and and stuff like that. Um, But at the same time, you know, it's really important to develop some kind of a gauge for other people's comfort level and to avoid being contrarian on things that make other people uh, well, I don't want to say make them uncomfortable, but, you know, may incite a little bit of awkwardness or discomfort.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, You know, I mean, you got to live in the real world and the real world, um, you know, is it, it isn't going to look kindly on somebody who just, uh, um, you know, b- brings up inappropriate topics all the time. And but, Mark- in,
1: but in the libertarian world, it does look kindly upon them. I mean, I don't it's it's really hard probably to imagine what it's like. Um, do you notice that they're that libertarians are mostly white?
0: Yes, uh mostly.
1: Do you notice that there are more men than women?
0: Um, you know, I think it's changing here in uh, in New Hampshire we're getting yep, more is. women are moving, it but is. Um, more men, though. you know, when you go to especially like the Libertarian Party uh conferences and things like that, yeah, yeah, certainly it's uh, tends to be more male mm-hmm. male dominated.
1: And and what about uh do you think there's an equal representation in like compared to the general population for gays and lesbians and transgendered and bi's?
0: Prob- <sighs> um, probably not. But, I mean, right. you know, in, here in New Hampshire, I bet it's pretty close, though.
1: Um, well, there's only one lesbian that I know who's here in New Hampshire, um, and I think there, there ought to be more. Um, so, I, I don't know, but I do think that...
0: I was thinking of the gay guys, um, you know. Yeah, there,
1: there do seem to be more gay men. A lot but, of that. Yeah. A lot more of that. Um, but, you know, it's still... It's, we still don't live in this world as people who are into freedom, where it's like reflective of the diversity of the general population. And sometimes this is really not meant to blame anybody or to to shame anybody at all. But sometimes it just makes me wonder if there's a reason for that. And is that reason because that some people feel uh, don't feel welcomed in the culture of libertarianism or whatever? We
0: had a black guy call in and basically express uh, deep concerns in that area. Like, would I yes. be welcome in New Hampshire? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, our, our
2: Ian and, and my answer is absolutely. Come on up. Um, I, I, I got to admit, though, every time I see a black guy in New Hampshire, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> How you, well, doing, you know buddy especially was, in the Keene area uh, yeah. I was just, just I don't it's uncommon It here. is it's, it's crazy And, and I don't that's
0: think, true with every other, other ethnicity too essentially
1: Absolutely yeah I really Besides don't think that Caucasian. that as Caucasian people or white people or whatever
0: You can we, claim to be Caucasian I'm not going to
1: Okay well I'm I don't think as people who have like this lighter colored skin and most people would consider white right uh, we probably don't realize some of the things like the challenges that people of color face when they would come to a place like New Hampshire, which is mostly white, and uh, especially like the Liberty community, which is mostly white. And I actually saw a posting the other day on Facebook by a black libertarian. And he said that, you know, he was just kind of like, where am I going to find a barber when I come to New Hampshire? That's
0: a good question, isn't it?
1: You know, and I it just struck me, it really struck a chord with me because I was like, huh, I never thought about that. I I I don't have to be concerned about whether there's someone around who can cut my hair. But if I were black, it might be a different story. And I can't, you know, as a woman, I've experienced a lot of things from libertarians that were less than friendly to women. And so and it's it's not one person who's doing these things. It's nobody in particular, nobody specific. I'm not trying to blame anyone. It's just drops in a bucket that kind of add up to a culture that kind of says, well, maybe you don't fit in here if you're not uh, part of the majority kind of thing.
0: Well, Well, I would really like to see that not be the case. Yep, me too. I'd like to see more diversity. That's
1: why I wanted to talk about it.
0: 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live's Live Sunday edition. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. On DVD for a limited
4: time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. Yeah. Yearly is a bold, independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man and marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards, including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces. The intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had it? You're a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's y-e-a-r-d-l-e-y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com, and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley?
0: Live 855-453. It's a toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Check out FreeTalkLive.com. It is a completely interactive website where you can go there and uh, right on the front page, we have uh, stories that people have uploaded or uh, linked to, I guess, is probably the proper term. Link to videos, uh, news stories, blog posts. People are voting them up, voting them down. You can do the same. Get Get a whole bunch of eyes and ears on the news story that you think is important at freetalklive.com. It's Mark with you. And Mandrick. And Stephanie. So, um, Stephanie, you've got a story that there that's just plain old disgusting. Oh, this is gross.
1: People are going to hate this, or they'll love it. I don't know, because it's a little bit humorous, too, if you leave out the fact that some kids got sick from this. Yes. The headline from vitals.msnbc is... Uh, FDA Moldy Applesauce Repackaged by School Lunch Supplier. By Jonelle Alicia, a Washington state fruit processor that supplies the nation's schools and a baby food maker is under scrutiny by federal health regulators for repackaging applesauce contaminated with several kinds of potentially dangerous multicolored molds. Yeah. Rainbowapplesauce.com. has Have learned. you ever
0: seen like a coffee cup mm. that sat around for a couple oh, of weeks and I'm, like it'll just get all different colors? Oh, I
1: have pictures of them. Yeah. 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 I save them.
0: <laughs> like a little <laughs> it's, science
1: project.
2: Oh, i've, I've right. clean at the same place. time I've cleaned up at other people's done other people's dishes and seen that oh,
1: oh really who would
2: that be? Just some friends
1: <laughs> uh anyway um food so what and, did
0: they do with this moldy applesauce sauce so
1: Food and drug administration officials this week posted a warning letter to snow-kissed growers of Yakima, Washington saying the company cannot ensure the safety of moldy applesauce and fruit puree that has been reconditioned for human consumption. so hungry right now. Your, your firm reprocesses moldy applesauce product using a method that is not effective against all toxic metabolites, read the FDA letter sent October 20th what to method Jimmy would be L. Effect-
2: Davis. What Isn't method it? would be effective?
0: <laughs> is there some way to recondition moldy applesauce? Yeah, no, throw it away and no, make new because right. the, yeah, the problem. Put it, put it in your garden and <laughs> yeah. compost
2: it. <laughs> exactly, Under, underneath the Get apple some tree. Some new apples,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that there are some molds that actually produce toxins, and you can kill the mold by heating it, but you cannot kill the toxin by heating it. So what they tri- what they did was basically just try to heat it up and pretend that it was fine. Right. Mix it so up in the so same the rainbow way colors didn't up, show.
0: Uh, heat up and, and get rid of arsenic. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You, you know, so you can kill off uh, whatever critter might make arsenic and critters don't make arsenic. I guess uh, plants do. But um, mm-hmm. you might be able to kill off the plant, but the arsenic would still exist.
1: Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not pro- saying
0: there's arsenic in here. We're just t- toxin. I'm no, trying what- to understand in my own simplistic way.
1: <laughs> well, products recalled earlier this year by Snowkissed were blamed for illnesses of nine North Carolina children oh who became sick after eating the applesauce at school. So what? this went through the government school lunch program where they consider potatoes and ketchup vegetables.
0: right? right? <laughs> and they actually Pizza's a vegetable now.
1: Yeah, pizza. Yep. I heard that just passed in Congress. Right, awesome. it was a yeah. legal decree. Uh, so they're really feeding these kids the most disgusting bottom-of-the-barrel food, and they even subsidize kids' um, breakfasts and lunches if their parents are poor and qualify for it. Mm. Um, They'll they subsidize the most disgusting yeah. school food for the kids. Um, anyway, so the latest warning came after—
0: Wait, wait, wait a second. let Let's um, Before we go on, and this is a very interesting article, but I do want to take the, the sure. calls as they come in. i got Mo in Indiana. Um, Mo, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
6: Hey, not much. Yeah, I was commenting on earlier on yeah. how— uh, Uh, Somebody was somebody was talking about uh, you know you know again I was talking about uh, uh, about how women look at somebody else in the eyes. Yeah, uh,
0: that was probably me saying that uh, you know generally that um, that men interpret eye contact as um, a as an opportunity to uh, move forward in a romantic level, perhaps.
6: Well, I think that's kind of like a little bit of bull. Bull? You don't (laughs) think that? Thank you. That's that's only my view. You know. Tell us, Mo. Well, well, you know, you know, and you know, and I would look at it like if you feel that way about it, maybe it's because men look at you better, you know, maybe you're like uh, intimidated by men looking at you that way too.
0: No, I think that well, people don't should have look, that problem. look. No, no, I'm I'm observing what I see in society. I'm not saying when a woman looks me in the eye that she wants to blow me. I'm saying <laughs>
1: good because I've been looking at you in the eye all night, and so is Mandrick. Yeah, so and,
0: you know, and, and that, that's <laughs>
6: that's that. oh, Hold on, don't assume
0: you know what I want to do with Mark <laughs> But but I'm saying that if you if you're talking about somebody that you're meeting on a you know at at first before you've even spoken to them in a lot of cases, if you if women look them in the eye, that those women are going to get hit on by those men on a more racial Regular basis. That's what my claim is.
6: Okay. Well, my claim is is that, uh, that during the, doing you know in the same you know in the same situation, I would say uh, I would just say uh, I would just avoid it. And uh, I, actually, I wouldn't avoid it. Avoid what? looking uh, someone in the eye.
1: What would you avoid, Mo?
6: I would avoid the confrontation. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, if it was you, honey. I would say, hey, what are you doing? You know, I mean, I, I <laughs> honey, say, uh, honey, uh, t- are you talking yeah. to me? I, mean, which, I, 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 I said, uh, who's this guy? Who's who's this guy you're talking to over here? Who's uh, over? You know, overseeing. You know, what I'm what I'm, what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I have no and, idea uh, what man, you're must,
6: saying. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I got a I got a neighbor. He'd like this guy I'd like to meet, but besides that, uh, maybe me and you can hook up later on and just you know, here's my number and we can just talk over the phone. <laughs>
0: I wonder how that would just
6: No, no, not. I'm not talking about you, Mike. I'm talking about the girl.
2: Okay, who's Mike?
6: I was, was, was going <laughs> to send you so off to my neighbor. I see. I see. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah I I just
7: kind of, you're just kind of a little
6: query to me because you think you're all that. Yeah, I don't think you're nobody. Cause you're, I, I, I guess you think, like, I mean, I, I'm a big guy.
0: You're what? I'm sorry. Missed, you're kind of
6: like a little guy wanting to be a big guy, is the way i well, you know, Ooh, I mean, there's nothing wrong
0: with that. Yeah, you know, no, no, I, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, I live in a world where, um, admittedly, like I'm, I, I do carry a big ego, and one of the reasons I carry a big ego is I spent nine years in prison, and I can physically handle any man uh, that might give me any kind of trouble. Well,
6: there you go.
0: And so, you and know, there I, you have it. I, I'll, I'll That's tell just, you, I, I, I do I, tend I, to I be.
6: Picked, I think that man. I, I got you. I think you right out of the, right out of the. You're you right out of the basket on that
2: one. What's that mean? You're in a basket. You can manhandle
6: any man you want to. Yeah, I could. Nah, well, you know.
2: Is that a gay joke? I, I'm t- so
0: confused. No,
1: it's not. It is. It's, it's a gay joke.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought he was it's trying fine. to get at. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know. It's what people think hey, about prison. I can't handle
6: no fun. You know why I even talk. You it's know? the
0: truth. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate but the call. But, you
6: him. know, I'm 6'5". It's a big man. You know, got red hair got a beautiful wife good for you and That's i've been awesome. dealt all the downs of my life just because i had red hair do people it make fun my whole make, life
0: make fun about uh, being Went like to your jail and everything.
6: everything and i've dealt with guys who've been in jail and there was no problem for me at all you know mm. but gotcha. here i am i'm still married to the same woman uh for 21 years now
1: congratulations and i'm still, glad it's going she's well still
6: beautiful she still works out i work out and we're st- i mean you know I got right red hair, but I'm still a good-looking guy. So,
2: is it, does it take a, a great body? I'm still, and good I'm still looks a good-looking guy. I'll take and, your word
6: for You're probably small. You're probably like about five foot seven.
2: He, he's actually four foot eight. You? No, Mark.
6: Oh no, I'm he's talking sitting, about you. He's sitting you're probably, on a probably like break. a short guy, short, oh, short little cute guy, which all the oh, girls like. Short little cute guys. You think oh. I was like so short? what happened man? back back in the day? When every all the girls <laughs> wanted a big, strong man.
2: I'm 6'1", actually. Well, I'm one six of the big, two.
6: strong men that my wife has actually got a hold of. And actually, of that to this day, right now, I'm 47 years from. old. It's awesome. And I I draw interest to a lot of women, but I, I got to play. I, mean, I beat them off a stick. little bit. I like to put <laughs> a little bit with them. Yeah. And being a big, strong man... you got to
0: be willing hair. to share, you know? You
6: well, should... no, I don't want to share, but, but I pique the interest because they've never had, you know...
2: Nothing you like know, that. A guy Mo, like me. Mo, what defines a real man in your book? I'm just curious because I I just need some lessons because
6: yeah, I got nothing going well, for a train me. going by. <laughs> I live between the St. Joe River and uh, and the railroad tracks. I don't I don't know what that means.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, t- tell me, I need well, some advice. Right, Throw it out there for the guys, real quick.
0: What's your advice? One one short piece of advice for all the men out there.
6: Hey, take whatever you can get. And don't and and, uh, and uh, do not pass up opportunities.
0: Thank you. It's good <laughs> advice. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live.
3: Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9.
4: Free Talk Live. (laughs) Keep it
7: together, (laughs) it.
1: It's Free Talk Live. Welcome to the show. It's the show where you can call in and take control of the airwaves at
0: 855-450-FREE. And we do no mean ide- anyone can call in. I have no idea what Mo was talking about, but that's the call of the week.
2: Hey, <laughs> I, he was I, awesome. I'm a short little cute guy.
0: <laughs>
1: Don't turn down any opportunities. Ladies. Awesome,
0: awesome, wow. awesome call. Um, Just eight end five, the show. 855-450-3733. Five five so three three three. You can call in and talk about anything you want to talk about. Stephanie, we were talking about applesauce, young mold. Yes, all of the above, and the FDA. And
1: uh, it's funny because... So, oh, just a, a little recap. Uh, so there's an applesauce supplier called Snow Kissed Foods or something like that in Washington that had somehow gotten contaminated batches of applesauce and they had tried to basically heat them up to kill the mold and then repackage the applesauce into something that they could sell to the government school lunches. And heating it up
0: will kill the mold, right?
1: But it won't kill the toxins produced by the mold. And that was the problem. And actually about nine kids got sick after eating the applesauce at school. So, it says the latest warning came after FDA officials said Snowkist failed to adequately address problems identified during a June inspection, in which regulators found large laminated bags of fruit products that were supposed to be sealed and sterile, but instead were broken open and tainted with white, brown, blue, blue green, and black mold. Mm. Some of the com- compromised bags were f- were bloated and one had, quote, a strong fermented odor, the report said. Hey, maybe the kids were getting a little bit of a hard apple cider with their school lunch. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, this is just this just points out to me how little the FDA actually does. Everybody thinks they're there to protect you, right, from, to protect you from bad food and bad drugs. Right. But they knew that this company had moldy applesauce and they didn't do anything about it right. until all these kids got sick. Hey, and wait, then even now let's they're just throw sending away them these,
0: these, these, This food now. We're going to go throw this food away right now. And this inspection does, isn't over until this food
2: gets thrown away.
0: I didn't think the FDA actually did inspections at all. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. I thought that was the USDA, but anyway. What's their
2: response? Just throw... Like what they always do whenever there's a scare, just throw away everything, like all the applesauce everywhere, like they do with like spinach. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, there's E. coli and spinach. All the spinach must be thrown away.
1: (laughs) I mean, you would think that if you were a company that manufactures baby food, especially, and applesauce and products for children, that you would take really good care to make sure that your products were not blatantly contaminated with multicolored mold?
2: (laughs) Kids love multicolored anything, so I mean, Well,
1: it doesn't love them. Um, The FDA's letter identified at least eight instances last year in which Snowkiss had reprocessed the moldy applesauce into canned goods for human consumption. Now, I think when people hear this, they will blame the company and say, oh, this company's gross, they're just trying to save a buck, they're reprocessing it into canned goods for humans to eat. And while that may be true, I, I think this is a really sketchy business practice and really, how much do Apple Cost like they can't throw away a couple batches of applesauce, but I don't the know FTA- batches. But well, I mean, they good Lord. deported
2: everybody who was picking the apples, right?
1: Well, right, yeah. <laughs> but but the FDA it says the FDA had this letter that they wrote this company, so they're not doing anything except sending them a letter, basically. And also the the letter identifies eight different instances last year. When this company had been selling the moldy applesauce, so the FDA knew all about it, and all they're doing is sending them a letter. So, to the people who think that the FDA is out there with like a clipboard and a white coat, us keeping all. people safe from <laughs> contaminated food, think again.
0: They're it really like not the doing FDA that is at keeping, all. keeping this company safe from very angry parents.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure that you know the fact that they supply applesauce to these like school lunch programs probably helps get them in the good graces of the government so that they don't want to shut them down or anything like that or hurt their business. So um, anyway, the inspection report said that snowkissed documents showed the company had, had reprocessed mold-contaminated applesauce at least 13 times between January 2008 and May 2011, repackaging the food into 15-ounce cans, one hundred and six ounce cans, three hundred gallon bags, and forty two four point two ounce single serving cups.
0: Three hundred gallon bags of applesauce. Uh, this just points to the
1: the gross like bulk food industry it, for cafeterias and nursing homes it's and so, schools it's so and stuff. Because
2: I I sell food for a living, and I don't do it with I don't ask permission to do it. You know, people just they they have, I have a reputation, and if, if people want to buy food for me, you know, they go off that and. I don't I don't have people inspecting my food you know I am the inspector I inspect all that I couldn't imagine doing this finding moldy food that Oh, ingredients and like oh just i'll just brush some of this off and just still sell it like, it would what? seem to
1: just ruin the taste right? i mean anytime i've had a dish in my refrigerator and now i'm a little bit of a slob but <laughs> occasionally things get kept in my refrigerator so long that they get moldy but i would never just like scrape off the mold and heat it up and then think it was fine i mean molds can secrete I've heard things you
0: could do that with certain types of cheeses just like cut off the mold and eat the rest of it
1: uh well some a lot of people do that i don't know I mean, if it's recommended. Cheese, it's something
0: that sat around anyway right I don't know. I mean, it it
1: has active cultures, but if it has some mold in it, that's not a cheese culture. No, it could it it could make you sick. (laughs) Yeah,
2: right. Certainly, really.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they're definitely for pregnant women. Like, I would definitely recommend not don't do any of that because they're more susceptible to certain. Infections that can come from eating uh, like raw cheese. Yeah, it's, it's not. You know.
2: How expensive is this thing that you're just trying to save? I mean, in reality. It's mm. just go get some more if it's gone bad. Yeah, yeah. the apples that get made affordable.
1: into applesauce are not exactly the top of the line apples. I mean, apples don't go for much on the market anyway. But the ones that get made into applesauce are like the ones that fall the big, off the tree. <laughs>
0: right? Big beautiful apples that you buy at the grocery store that are blemishless. That yeah, that kind of thing. They're the you know the, they're the ugly apples get made to applesauce.
1: Exactly, yeah. And it says um, the June inspection followed a voluntary recall of more than 3,300 cases of canned snow kissed applesauce in May after North Carolina schoolchildren became mildly ill after eating the fruit product. The recall was blamed on faulty seals. I'm surprised on the they wouldn't even,
0: even know that that was what it was about. I'm really surprised. I mean, yeah. you know, because oftentimes food poisoning is has got to be the most difficult thing to track down. If If somebody. Yeah feels ill, and then decides for themselves that it's food poisoning, they will almost always blame it on a restaurant and not their own home. Um, you, well, a this lot was, of times restaurants are cleaner. This was traced
1: to their school. Yeah. So it might have been a little bit easier, because like, if all these kids went to the school nurse and they were all having the same symptoms. symptoms, I mean, actually, most of the time... You're right, Mark, it it could be really hard to track down because most people don't tend to listen to kids if they have like a bellyache or whatever. They're like, oh, they're just making it up to get out of school or whatever. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if the school nurse said something like that. But I guess at least nine of these kids were actually listened to. And then they found out that they had all eaten this moldy applesauce (laughs) and gotten sick. Um, Snow-kissed officials admit that they, quote, rework... Some moldy food for
2: future rework. use.
1: But in an email to msnbc.com... It's a bad
2: idea to admit that. Um, never, how do you rework food? I've never reworked food. Ugh, it, it's as if mean? it's like
1: Play-Doh or yeah. something. It's... <laughs> ugh. Company officials said that the contaminated fruit represents only a fraction of the company's products that compromised product is typically separated and destroyed and that any reprocessed food is heat treated to kill toxins which not all toxins are able to be killed by heat unfortunately for them and if they Are can some toxins
0: be killed by heat?
1: Uh yes yeah, some toxins are called heat labile so they will okay. disintegrate if heated enough but um you know some toxins are extremely stable to heat. That's why, like, you can get food poisoning from, for instance, like, creamy soup that's been kept in a burner. You know, even if it's warm, it can still be—the bacteria are dead, but their toxins are still alive. Mm. And then you eat them and get sick.
0: I see. Wow. Wow. 855-450-FREE, you know, it makes you wonder, it's just another reason not to send your kids to public school.
1: Exactly, and to uh, keep an eye on what it is that you're eating and try to know the
0: source. 855-450-3733, Free Talk
7: Live. When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight, it's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp-hours of battery, 220-watt solar panels, and a built-in battery maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators, any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at PretalkLiveSolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. FreeTalkLivesolar.com.
0: FreeTalk Live, 855-453. It's a SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733 call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark Mandrick and Stephanie. So, um, Stephanie, the article here regarding the children and the moldy applesauce, Yes, uh, you know, I mean, uh, other than sort of pointing out that, well, this is how the government protects you. Is there is there more to uh, to to really say about it or have we wrapped it up? No,
1: we've pretty much wrapped it up, um, although I do have a related article about an Ohio third grader who was taken from his parents and placed into foster care because he was obese.
0: Oh, yeah. Hold on just a second. (laughs) Um, Are you a cigarette smoker? I was, too, for many years. And, you know, they're not that great for you. You know, cigarettes, they kill people. There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com will save uh, – they make one of the best e-cigarettes on the market uh, today, and you can get one for free. The average smoker will save about $120 every month just by switching to an e-cigarette. And Vaporsmiths will give you theirs for free. All you have to do is buy 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. You'll get free shipping and the free starter kit. It includes their, uh, their e-cigarette vaporizer. <laughs> If you uh can't get them at vaporsmiths.com, you don't have a computer or, you know, it's uh, too confusing for you, 8552 get vapor. They'll help you out there. 8552 get vapor, vaporsmiths.com, coupon code FTL. So, tell me about the uh the little chubby kid that got taken away from home. Yeah, so he was
1: unfortunately he was more than just chubby and the uh the headline from the Cleveland – com, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, I guess. County places obese Cleveland Heights child in foster care. A a eight-year-old Cleveland Heights boy was taken from his family and placed in foster care last month after county caseworkers said his mother wasn't doing enough to control his weight. At more than 200 pounds, the the third grader (laughs) is (laughs) is considered severely obese and at risk for developing such diseases as diabetes and hypertension. But even though the state department, the state health department estimates that more than 12 percent of third graders statewide are severely obese, that could mean 1,300 in this county alone, where this little boy is from. This is the first time anyone in the country, uh, county, or state can recall a child being taken from a parent for a strictly weight-related issue. Hmm. Now, I'd like to point out, you know, this boy is 200 pounds and he's eight years old, right? He's a third grader.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's pretty big. obese As a child, right?
1: I was. I was not that obese. I was two hundred pounds when I was like seventeen, maybe. But, um, but yeah, this kid is eight, and he's very obese. But you know, there are some diseases, like genetic diseases, where the uh, children just do not have um, a sense of fullness kick in with, in their brain. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a disorder, and they just can't stop eating. Like they have this insatiable hunger and desire to eat. Yeah. Um, And I would guess that if he's that obese at that age, it's probably because he has some kind of genetic disorder. I don't think it's because simply the mother is feeding him too much pizza. Like a kid can get obese from that, but not like morbidly obese like he is. Yeah,
2: I wonder, like, I don't want to actually see this be done, but I wonder if you take a classroom full of kids and have them eat way more than they should. and, And just how many will actually get that big? Like, could they really get that big if they tried? Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't I would. Th- I yeah. would think
0: not. Uh, you know, obesity wasn't much of an issue uh, when I was going to school. I mean, but that's when kids got out and played more. I don't know if that happens. I not I'm not going to make the statement. Yeah. It, you know, the, there's sort of a c- uh, cultural conversation out there that uh, right now kids don't get out enough. They, the they play 200 too much video
2: At that, I mean, I'm. I'm like I am i And I'm that's, 31. Uh, you, you know, when you, when you
0: have a million people. you know, uh, one of them is going to be weird in each way. Right. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. and this is the, this is just one of those sort of situations. It sounds like, I mean, it could be.
1: Yeah. I I would be willing to go out on a limb and say that it must be some kind of genetic disorder. Uh, There's a a disease called Prader-Willi syndrome, Mm -hmm. which is known to be like this. The kids just do not stop eating. They will. They never feel full. They're always hungry. They're always begging for food. There have been cases where parents who have kids with this syndrome, will literally put, like, locks on their refrigerators to keep yeah. the kids from getting in, and the kids will bust off the locks on their wow. refrigerators. That's how driven they are just by this broken genetic uh, component that, yeah, well, to yeah. eat.
0: Imagine it being hungry all of the time.
1: It would be torture. I yeah. mean, I, it would really suck, you know? Yeah. And And the question I think that we should be asking when we hear this article is, is this boy going to be helped by being taken away from his family and put into foster care? Of course. <laughs> uh, I I don't think that's true. I, I mean, foster care has this reputation for uh, being a place where terrible things can happen to but, kids. But
2: even if it didn't, I mean, you're you're taking a kid away from the environment he knows, the people he knows, and it's like here's yeah. a bunch of strangers. Well, I Sounds think that good. If,
0: if you have the option of uh, you know, all things being equal in one situation um, and another and the only difference is that one person will feed a kid too much and the other one won't, that obviously that it makes sense to put the kid in the situation where they you know, wouldn't get fed as much. But the problem with this is, is that you know, foster care isn't known for all things being equal. These people don't love this child the same way that their parents uh, are going to love them. I mean, you know, I understand that it, clearly there's some kind of issue here with this child eating too much. I you know, I mean, we can question the parenting and we can question, you know, the genetics and it's difficult to know. I you know, I just feel like the state's really overstepping their bounds here. They've got a one-size-fits-all well, the- solution, which is if mm-hmm. something's going wrong in the home, we take the kid out of it. Yeah. And they're applying it to a situation which may or may not be um, applicable. I tend to think not. I tend to think that this is a um, this is something that needs to be dealt with in the home. And, you know, if the kid ends up being fat, he won't be the only fat kid in America.
1: Well, you know, and stress tends to be generally thought of as something that drives yeah. people to eat, yeah. you know, yeah. causes emotional problems. I wonder if he's going
0: to feel any
2: stress being taken away from his uh, yeah, family. Yeah, of what course of he is. Do you, what type of food do you eat in a foster home? I mean, what...
1: Yeah, probably you you- the cheapest food they can possibly find because what? a lot of these parents, uh, foster parents, are getting paid um, by the state often yeah. to have foster kids in their home. And, and I'm certainly not saying that they're all bad parents. There there are some great foster parents out there, but you also do hear these horror stories of the foster parents who just literally take the checks from the government and then try to just spend the least money they sure. possibly can on they the kids. they use kid. it as a job. And they feed the kid, like, really gross food that's, like, the cheapest food they can possibly find. And often that's, you know, sp- canned spaghetti and meatballs and chicken fingers and Big Macs and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a real problem. And I, I, I just want this kid, I would like him to be helped in some way. But I don't think taking him away from his home and his parents and putting him into foster care is going to help him. He needs to see a doctor.
0: You know, and and maybe yeah. the the best solution here is probably not going to be a cheap one. The best solution is this kid needs you know counseling and a uh, you know a physician to oversee you know whatever their you know the issue is. I mean, they didn't get to be two hundred pounds at what age?
1: Well, and this is really sad. the um, the government uh, in this case, the county government. Uh, a spokesperson for the Department of Children and Family
0: Services. Now they actually said, have a, st- a statement here? Awesome. <laughs> I mean, Usually they don't even bother.
1: They said that the child's weight gain was caused by his environment and that his mother wasn't following doctor's orders, which she disputes. Now, look, I'm in medical school and I hate that phrase. Doctor's orders? <laughs> That's something to I don't want to be giving my patient, my the person I have a voluntary relationship with orders. I want to talk to them as a Human being, and maybe work with them to find a solution if they have a health problem that's bothering them. But doctors' orders—no, I have a real problem with that. And the mother disagrees. She says that the weight gain. Uh, she disputes the fact that the uh, that the uh, the DCYF or whatever is saying that the child's weight gain was caused by the environment. She doesn't say that's the case.
2: Why don't we start calling them doctors' tips and hints? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll
1: give you a tip and a hint. <laughs> so,
0: you know, I mean, I I do. You know, it 's tough it 's tough to know in this circumstance. I mean a lot of kids are overweight uh, but, you know um, obese people tend to have obese children right yeah. um, and you know what that says to me is that to some extent it could be genetic to some extent, it could be eating habits yes and i think it 's probably it's both, both. Yeah. I tend to think it 's both and you know in this circumstance i don 't you know I sometimes
1: mean, I, they remove kids from the home for not the parents not giving them enough food, so like if the mother Tried to starve the kid to get his weight down. Yeah,
0: Could then just, they
1: might have taken him away too.
0: There's it's just all madness. Of, let's continue talking about eight five five four five zero three seven three three free talk live. 855 four fifty-three. a sickle toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. We've been talking about this situation where this uh, this child was taken away from their, his, th- th- their family. It's a male child? Uh, correct. His and family.
1: I got the impression, they kept saying in this article that the mother wasn't doing enough to control the weight, so maybe it's just a mom. He okay. doesn't have a dad or something.
0: If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, Man Venture Outpost carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices factor so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. I went over there recently and uh, purchased uh, some things, and, you know, the prices really are some of the lowest you're going to find on the internet. You can get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. So, you know, the—by uh, the way, it's Mark with you. And Mandrick. And Stephanie. The thing that I'm really hung up with on this uh, situation where the uh, child gets taken away from her his mother um, based on his his weight is— you know, if the state can step in and say, "You're a bad parent in this way," they can do it in any way. You know oh, yes, I mean- and they will. This is they the have. first time yeah. this has happened in Ohio according to the Plain Dealer and um you know I haven't heard of it happening anywhere else it may very well be I think it was about a year ago when the the the, the, the internet meme spread around the uh the little fat kid in India smoking the cigarette oh yeah I remember it oh, it was yeah. like a toddler yep. um smoking cigarettes and you know I saw that and I was pretty upset. Yeah. I didn't like that much. Yeah. Um I didn't like the idea of somebody giving cigarettes to their 2-year-old, especially a little fat 2-year-old. Um I mean this this child needs 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 to get less stuff, not more. Um but you know, if you can take somebody's kid away for the way that they're parenting, then it can be over anything it 's the slippery slope argument, and I think that it, it it might be valid i mean if you can imagine well you 're not getting enough vegetables or you know i mean this is a nutritional issue
1: well, not only that, but I mean there's a quote in this article from a bioethics professor who basically says that uh let me see if I can find it. Oh, he basically says that uh, one could get ethical whiplash in a world where one arm of government is so concerned about a child's weight that it removes him from his home, while another branch of government argues that french fries and tomato paste on pizza should be counted as servings of vegetables.
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh, Congress just voted recently that, um, that that pizza was a vegetable. And by the way, aren't tomatoes fruits?
1: Yes, well, they tomato are. Paste,
2: <laughs> tomato paste is one thing, but... Traditionally tomato sauce has some type of sugar in it too. I mean tomatoes are yeah they're they're, they're kind of sugary. They're not too bad, but ketchup
0: is um
2: ketchup you know, yeah high fructose it's, corn it's, syrup. It's it's tomato uh, it's tomato candy.
7: Yeah, right, tomato flavored. Exactly. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. And um, you know, the idea that you would call that a vegetable is insane. As far as I'm a fruit or vegetable, and and put that on and French know. fries.
1: I mean, most of the nutrition is in the skin, and they remove the skin is that and so? then they fry it. You know, they deep fry it in vegetable oil, which is like as I mean, do
0: nutrients. Yeah, <laughs> especially uh, what high, uh, the the, the what, trans fats, trans fat of, nutrients. Yeah. yeah,
1: which are banned in some cities by governments. So it's again, it's like it's very hypocritical. Now, one more thing I wanted to highlight about this. Guess how the uh, social workers in the county found out about this child's weight? If you had to have two guesses, it has to do with the, the doctor's orders
0: before. The doctor turned them in?
1: Uh, county workers were alerted to the child's weight in early 2010 after his mother took him to a hospital for breathing problems he was diagnosed with sleep apnea which can be weight related and was giving a breathing given a breathing machine social workers began to monitor him under what the county calls protective supervision mm. so they found out about this when he went to the hospital and then they began like really intruding in his mother's life and tracking his weight and stuff like that and uh it the article actually says that uh You know, they they gave the mother this like nutrition plan and some counseling to help the boy lose weight. The doctors in the hospital did. And he did lose some weight initially, but then started to gain it back. And that's when they moved to take him away. Mm. And the mother said she's she thought that maybe another sibling was giving the son extra food. And she had tried to explain to him that he could only eat certain foods, which and and she had followed the recommendations of the doctors, like getting him a bike and encouraging to, him to go bike ride and stuff. So, she, it sounds like she was trying. You know, she was making reasonable efforts. But I know from experience as a kid who was overweight, my parents asked me to exercise and I didn't want to. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> and it, I was fed all kinds of garbage and I know... I'm, <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm not the only one.
0: I, you know, I had restrictions on where I was allowed to bike. So, you know, I mean, well,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah, they they are concerned about your safety when you go biking. Sure, you know? I mean, this is good this reason. Is,
0: this is the tightrope that par- par- upon which parents must, uh, you know, uh, go. Yeah. You know, hey, how far do you let the kid out of your sight? This is something we're working with. Um, you know, just at three and a half, do we let Jack go outside where we can see him out the window and play with the dog, mm-hmm. um, or do you stand out there all the time? I mean, it, these are these are questions that parents have to ask to answer for themselves you know and somebody could likely say the very fact that we've let the kid go outside with the dog to play out in the yard and watch him through the window that's abuse She must be standing right by them yeah he could run he could literally run away and go straight down the driveway before you could get out of there and catch him um and you know get down to the road and and get hit by a car i mean it could happen if that was what his uh, goals um had was up to this point he kind of doesn't seem to care that much he about it. could be that. holding your hand and do
2: the same thing. I've seen it happen. Yeah,
0: they're fast little yeah. things. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I find it so, you know, t- t- the idea that this child was taken away from their family disturbs me. His um his his mother disturbs me. Um yeah. and you know that if they can do it for this reason, you know, you go to the hospital, you to get some help and this is what you get. Now, yeah. obviously, some help. if you're if the child looks like it's been beaten and you know the the hospital's going to call child protective services or something like that so you know where where does the hospital's responsibility end and begin and i don't know i mean i just i wonder whether they're going to get superior service is the solution Mm. better than the problem and i don't know
1: yeah i definitely don't think it's superior to uh take this this child away from his uh biological mother and uh, an update at the end of this article says, uh, uh, lawyers for the mother say they've been told that the foster mother who has the child now in a neighboring suburb is having trouble keeping up with all of his appointments. There was even discussion about getting the foster mother additional help or moving the child again, this time to a foster home with a personal trainer. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. And guess where they took him? They, they, uh, they took him from school. Mm, So some agents showed up at school one day at the government school and took this kid away and said, you're not going home to your mother today. You're going to this other home. Can you imagine how scary that is for a kid?
0: I can only imagine how, uh, you know, how how confused he's going to have
1: issues for the rest of his life because of that.
0: You know,
2: it's scary for the mother, too. I mean, the parents.
0: Public school is just another way the government um, flexes its uh, ownership over you and your children. Um, You know, I mean, it it already believes that it owns you and your kids. Yeah. Um, But, you know, public school, they just, you know, just use it to their advantage in this circumstance. I wonder if it would have been as easy with a private school. Would a private school have gone for this? Some probably would have. Some probably would I have. think
1: they would probably vet the people. If someone came into a private school and said, oh, yeah, we're looking for this kid. We're going to take him to a foster home. You could bet that a private school would be a lot more skeptical. we'd At least bureaucrat- verify it with the parents, maybe.
2: You would, know? you would hope. But, I mean, they, there's plenty of times where they just go into businesses and get information, like credit card information and stuff like hotels or something anywhere and just the ask for it. The cops do? Yeah, and they yeah, just ask for true. No warrants and they get it.
0: That is true. It is disturbing. Let's go to uh, Jim in Indiana. Jim, uh, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
8: Yeah, uh, going back to this uh, thing with the children getting taken away, I don't see where they have the right to take people's children so easily. And uh, it's kind of like they've been chipping away at our freedoms and rights for the last hundred years terribly. yeah.
0: And, I, I mean, that's kind of uh, what government yeah. does, right? Like government, uh, you know, it's, it's going to grow, it's going to get bigger, and it's going to, the way it gets bigger is by chipping away at your rights. It's a mechanism of control.
8: Yep. One of the things Abraham Lincoln said was that as a nation of free men, we will live throughout all history or die from suicide. And he was talking about the only way our country can be destroyed is from within. And it seems like that's happening, that there, there, there's he did a pretty good job of that. conflict so. in our country. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's funny Abraham Lincoln would say yeah. that, right? Like the guy who's <laughs> yeah. responsible for the death of more, uh, more more Americans than any person in history. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> oh, yeah.
8: goodness. Yeah, I, but I you know I, talking about an outside army ain't going to take us over. That you know our government will lasts forever unless we destroy it ourselves.
0: I, I, I hope
1: nonviolently. Yeah, I hope this, so. I, I yeah. hope so. Hope Abolish that's... nonviolently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jim, appreciate the call. 855 450 3733. You can give us a call. Tell us uh, what uh, what's on your mind here on Free Talk Live's live Sunday edition. It's Mark. And Maverick. And Stephanie. 855 450 3733. Free Talk Live. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's a sickle toll-free call-in line here on the Live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Kicking off the last hour of Free Talk Live, it's Mark with you. And Mandrick. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. Call in and talk about whatever you want. But here's a story that caught my eye, and I think that it kind of amuses me at the same time pisses me off, I've got (laughs) to (laughs) say.
1: Well, it relates to what we've been talking about for the last couple segments, basically food and Mm -hmm. kids (laughs) and government and how it oversteps in every area. The
0: city of San Francisco decided it was going to take care of this problem of poor people eating bad food, especially fast food, because we know fast food's bad. No, I think think it was Los Angeles that was getting rid of... uh, Happy Meals? No, it was getting rid of all fast food restaurants, basically.
2: Like no new ones can open, right? I think that's what it was. And
0: San Francisco was banning Happy Meals. Because Happy Meals teach young kids how to eat badly. And I've got to say, I've got a thing for McDonald's hamburgers. I suspect it's because my mom – because when I was growing up, my mom thought they were a stop sign, right? You know, I ate a lot of McDonald's food when I was growing up. My (laughs) mom was an engineer, worked a great deal, um, you know – had responsibility for me most of the time my dad didn't take um didn't you know it just wasn't a situation where he'd like pick me up or anything when, like that when was, you said
2: mm-hmm. your mom was an engineer i just saw her on the front of a train like <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of engineer she was a busy
0: lady and so you know i ate i guess just the things that kids ate at the time yep. you know normal processed foods and stuff like that so i got a thing for mcdonald's uh cheeseburgers there's no doubt about it And you know a lot of people think that they're not very healthy, and I suspect they're probably, you know, there's some, probably some validity to that. McDonald's made some efforts to clean up its menu.
1: But it's not the toy that's like making. I mean, you could put a toy in some fruit salad, and it doesn't mean a kid would want to eat it, you know?
2: <laughs> the, th- they do want the toy, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, they want the toy, but I mean.
2: The toy's I, probably the I, healthiest part.
0: It, it's just so offensive. McDonald's hamburgers don't sell because people don't want them. They sell because people want them, right? I mean, yeah, cheap. They're tasty. They got a, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the, the probably some some MSG in there. I'm just guessing. That stuff uh, tickles your taste buds. Uh, and they have to di- foods, differentiate like
1: themselves from the other fast food purveyors, right? And one way to do that is offer a toy with the mm-hmm. meal and stuff like that.
0: And the toys, you know, they've gotten better since uh, uh, since I was a kid. You know, the first <laughs> the first Technology. Happy Meal toys were things like you know a top with uh, some cardboard that was multicolored that Ooh. like spin things like that. You know, now they've got all kinds. Hi cool Tech, stuff. <laughs> High tech, Mark. <laughs> Let's read the story here. So this is from um, sfweekly.com. On Thursday, December the 1st, the city's de facto ban of the Happy Meal commences. San Francisco has accomplished what the hamburger could not. Or has it? In order to include a toy with a meal, restaurants must now comply with city-generated nutritional standards. Those are standards that even the healthier Happy Meals um, that McDonald's introduced earlier this year... Don't come close to meeting. Um, As yet, it seems McDonald's has turned lemons into lemonade, though, and it's selling the sugary drink to San Francisco's children. Local McDonald's employees tell SF Weekly the company has devised a solution that appears to comply with San Francisco's Healthy Meal Incentive Ordinance that would... Yes, Big big Brother named that one, didn't he? (laughs) It's not really an incentive if you're forced to comply with it. (laughs) It's it's an incentive in that they're pointing a gun at your head. That's a
1: pretty strong incentive.
0: That could actually make the company more money and necessitate toy-happy youngsters to buy more Happy Meals. (laughs) Okay, so So this would be what government does. It generally fails at whatever it tries to do and um, actually, in some cases, results in the opposite. It turns out San Francisco has not entirely vanquished the Happy Meal as we know it. Come December 1st, you can still buy the Happy Meal, but it doesn't come with a toy. So the law was about a toy in the Happy Meal. Uh For that, you'll have to pay 10 cents extra. (laughs) Well, that hardly seems to have solved the problem, though adults and children purchasing unhealthy food can at least take solace that the 10 cents is going to the Ronald McDonald House charities. But it actually gets worse from here. Thanks to Supervisor Eric Marr's much-ballyhooed new law, parents' browbeaten into supplementing their pre-teens' Happy Meal toy collections are now mandated to buy the Happy Meals. Today and tomorrow mark the last days. This was written a couple of days ago. Put-upon uh, put parents can satiate their youngsters by simply throwing down $2.18 for a Happy Meal toy But thanks to the new law taking effect on December 1st, it's no longer permitted. Now, in order to have the privilege of making a $0.10 charitable donation in exchange for the toy, you must buy the Happy Meal. Hilariously. It wow. appears Mar et al. in their desire to keep McDonald's from selling grease to fat kids. Um, no, grease and fat two kids. I'm sure fat kids do. <laughs> grease and fat, right? fat are Fat Greek problem. kids. Where's a fat Greek kid in the oh. studio. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> kidding. The, lure, the lure of the toy have now actually incentivized the purchase of that grease and fat when beforehand, put-upon parent could get it out cheaper and healthier yep. with just the darn toy.
2: I have a real problem with how they keep saying the grease and the fats the, is the problem. Cause I, I, I'm just saying this is, this, oh, I'm yeah. totally Pay-o on Diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ma- who-
1: Mandrick and I are both people who have lost very significant amounts of weight by restricting pounds, yeah. our carbohydrate intake. Yeah. And p- fat is actually, you know, encouraged in, in low carbohydrate yeah. diets. Right. So, so it, like it might,
2: may very well be the bun and the uh, uh, yeah. French fries. Then. I base yes. meat and butter. I mean, like I literally <laughs> add butter to it when I slow roast meat and it's just, and I've lost like forty pounds doing this, and I've been doing this since March. So it's yeah, like I've heard a lot of people say yeah. that uh, that same experience. And it just drives me crazy when I'm hearing this, and I just keep they just keep saying about the fat. And Although
1: the fat. to be fair, the fats that they're talking about in in McDonald's are probably like so they used to fry French fries in um, animal fat in mm-hmm. lard, and lard is has more saturated fats and it's more stable to high heat. But then. Um, eventually, there was some study- there were some studies that came out that are were kind of dubious that t- kind of demonized lard and there was like this big campaign uh and and then of course, things like uh canola like s- soybeans get subsidized and so there and corn of course gets huge Ooh. massive subsidies oh, yeah and so corn oil and vegetable oil started be being used in place of animal fats to do things like fry french fries and McDonald's actually will fry them in vegetable oil but add like Lard flavoring?
0: A lard flavoring, yes.
1: And the vegetable oil is not stable to high heat, and so it creates these trans fats, which are very strongly uh, shown to be extremely unhealthy, Mm. to raise bad cholesterol, lower good cholesterol. You know, increased heart attack risk, increased diabetes. yeah, you know, All these bad things are associated with them.
0: You know, I went to prison in 1989, got out in 1988. Um, when I went in, McDonald's uh, french fries were delicious when I got out. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that was, uh, it, it changed. And it, to me, about that time, I don't know if it was exactly at that time frame. Somebody will probably send me an email and let me know exactly when that happened. But, yeah, uh, you know, that, that, that was my experience. So here's yeah. what happened. The government says, wow, it's these darn toys that are making kids want them. So, you know, McDonald's makes a workaround. Okay, you don't get a you don't get a toy with a happy meal, but you can pay 10 cents to or donate 10 cents to the Ronald McDonald Land charity. And you have to buy the happy meal. (laughs) Ronald, uh, excuse me, Ronald mcdonald house charity and mm. um then you can and you have to buy the the happy yeah. meal in order to make the donation so therefore now they've mandated instead of somebody be slapping down the two dollars and 18 cents to get the toy and then you know they have to eat the the child has to eat the salad or whatever you've got to buy the happy meal in order to get
2: the no, toy now and that was a frequent practice that people just go in and buy a happy meal toy i had friends that worked at mcdonald's and they said and I, I just know for a fact that they you know that wasn't uncommon at all for absolutely to buy the toy and, it, you know, and a lot of times, it, you know, they, McDonald's wants that because if
0: somebody goes in and buys the toy this week, they can't buy all the toys. And they have to buy yeah. the one for that week so that it gets them coming in every week. And they're probably like two cents to make. I don't know. Something I mean, like you know. Some I mean, that. some are better than others.
2: No, I know, but I'm just saying they're, they're all made the in top China. The top was and, the best with yeah, the spinny the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the old, old time but... Happy Meal.
0: <laughs> right. But, the, you know, it's I, just... as I recall, the Happy Meal was actually a, 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 a sort of a box, a a, a flat box, like a plate that kind of folded out at one point. Maybe I'm wrong there. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Meals had crappy toys.
1: You had to walk five miles in the snow uphill both ways to get one.
0: That's you know, what it's like, I'll tell you. Uh, sitting here, sitting over here, and you, you was that, that top was lead paint.
1: <laughs> right? it was. Mm, so sweet. You ate it for dessert.
0: <laughs> you know, and and these uh, these San Francisco city commissioners, they thought they were being so smart, and what happened? Oh. The Marketplace moves right around them. You know, it just it bothers me so much that there are these people
1: who make entire livings out of trying to control people especially poor people they seem to have this idea that they know better than all the poor people out there and that they are just doing so much good by trying to use the government to tax and control them well guess what it doesn't work and even should they even be thinking about trying to do
0: that they're socially managing the hoi polloi 855 450 free free talk live Free talk live, eight fifty five, four fifty three. Single toll free call in line, eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's the Live Sunday edition. You know, here on the uh here on the graveyard shift on the uh the Sunday show. I... <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's so uh, hard. That's how it goes. <laughs> Just you know, Slaving away for our listeners. Nose to the grind. <laughs> <laughs> this, is,
2: this isn't Graveyard. Technically, this would be like Second Shift.
0: This is Second Shift? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what all the action is, right? I, I don't know. It depends what business you're in. How we that's...
1: bring the action, okay?
0: I got you. So, speaking of some action here, got a story from uh, Boston. Uh, this is CBSlocal.com uh, out of Boston. Seven-year-old boy is being investigated by a South Boston elementary school for possible sexual harassment. Seven-year-old
1: boy? Seven-year-old wow.
0: boy, apparently sexually harassing, right? Wow. Guess can you w- sexually harass somebody before puberty? Um, I guess you can if you kick another boy in the crotch. The first grader's mother, uh, Tasha Lynch, says that she was shocked by the school's decision. He's six, seven years old. He doesn't know anything about sexual harassment, she said. Uh, Lynch's son, uh, Mark Curran, said the boy that he uh, kicked had been bullying him on the school bus and ride, on the ride home from uh, Tynan Elementary last week. He just got all of us. He just all of a sudden came up to me um, to him and choked him. He wanted to take his gloves, my son said. I couldn't breathe, so I kicked him in the testicles, said his um, mother, quoting him. Um, Wow.
1: I mean, ironically, that's what women are taught later on in high school. You know, if someone aggresses against them, they have these like rape aggression defense classes or whatever, rad classes. They'll teach you to um, kick the person in the genitalia.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's an effective... And exodus. it sounds
1: like if if this other boy was, like, choking him, if that's indeed true... If, if it's if, true, right? You know, if if who the knows? kid was choking him and attempting to take his property, that's pretty clearly an act of aggression that uh, I don't think he could have, like, you know, talked it out right in the middle of that. And obviously, he's on a school bus. Yeah, it's hard to talk it out when you're... There are no <laughs> adults present, right, except the bus driver, and they don't care, and they're... They're probably focusing on the road. So what else is he going to do? I could understand why he'd be really scared. And, uh, you know, (laughs) it's ridiculous to think that this is actually sexual assault. You know, I I don't
0: advocate the uh, kicking of anyone in the crotch. But, um, you know, if you're being choked, then it doesn't sound like an inappropriate um, reaction.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that could be a life-threatening situation. And so in that case, it's kind of self-defense, right? How else are you going to get someone
0: to get off of you and stop choking you? lynch the mother described a, a phone call she received from the school explaining that the case will be treated like sexual harassment due to what it considers inappropriate touching your son kicked the little boy in the testicles we call that sexual harassment
1: but the violence is okay i mean What's do you sexual? see what the school is, is saying yeah. here it's the classic american thing of like for instance when movie rating panels convene you know there's this this board that like rates yes. movies they will include the most gratuitous violence and the most gory disgusting violence in movies but if there's like a little bit of sex or a little bit of like you know nudity even then the movie gets an nc-17 rating and this is the well, same attitude a little
0: bit i think you're uh, being somewhat hyperbolic but uh, well in- compared indeed,
1: to the amount of violence it's the difference know.
0: between pg-13 and r for sure yeah, uh,
1: well they think vi- it's just an, a general attitude that violence is more acceptable than i would sex. say that
0: that's true i would say yeah. that there's a general attitude that violence is more acceptable than sex and one wonders what would the world would be like if it was the opposite i don't know
1: yeah And it's just like, it seems like the school here is like really overlooking a huge problem, which is that these boys were fighting in the first place before there was any genitalia brought into it. You know, they are freaking out because of the placing of the boy's kick, who was defending himself. But they're not saying word one about the fact that there was violence, i.e. a fight going on between these two boys in the first place. And shouldn't they be focusing on that? I mean, if I were a parent, I would want my children to learn nonviolence, you know, and I wouldn't want them to go to a school where they felt unsafe every day.
2: Well, that's, that's how it's going to be when you're surrounded by a bunch of people that you don't necessarily want to be around, but... You have to grow up with that, you know, and you're forced to be you're there. Forced to be there. It's so. day
0: prison. <laughs> I think that um, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened between these two, two uh, boys, mm-hmm. but um, you know what I, I do know is that this wasn't sexual harassment. No, this was a um, this this was an act of uh, violence or force yeah, or whatever term you want to use. And so you know, it's inappropriate to call it sexual harassment when it wasn't sexual harassment. I mean, yeah. is it? You know, could it be inappropriate touching? I suppose, but that's not what sexual harassment means to me. Um, yeah, this is, as I
1: understood it, this I is mean, an act
0: of violence. It should be treated as an act of violence, and whether it's you know if it's uh, defensive, then that's one thing. If it's offensive, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's that's it's, where it it's ends not of for a me. sexual nature. But of course, yeah. the the school. Has no comment. They don't have to give a comment. They may work for you and I, supposedly, is what they, they say. When they take your money. Right. As, they, as they're um, you know, taking the money from you, they say, well, yeah, we provide all these services. Well, you know, it's not a service if you don't have any kind of say in it and your employee won't comment. Well, and how is that going to
1: help these boys who are in a fight? I mean, probably what it's going to do if this one boy gets convicted of sexual harassment or whatever he's being charged with he could end up on the sex offender registry, or he could end up on, like, pro- kiddie probation. I don't know what they do with children. They do all kinds
0: of different things, yeah. The yeah. courts you know, do have... He, he's going to he basically come out of it.
1: get caught up in the legal system, and exactly, Mandrick, nothing good could come out of it.
0: So the mother wants an apology and better supervision on the school bus to prevent such fights among students. She says he couldn't breathe. He was trying to defend himself. I don't find that to be sexual harassment. I find that defending himself. And um, yeah. you know, by you know, not the uh, most art- articulate defense of her child, but uh, you know, none of the, nonetheless, I I have to agree. I mean, it's just, I, you know, the the kid. If that's what's happening, and and that's what she probably believes at this point, then yeah. how many
1: times do you think that this has happened in the past? And nothing has been done Absolutely, about it. Absolutely, yeah. I you mean, know, I, I mean, this seems like a relatively an, an, common a,
0: occurrence, yeah. <laughs> right? Crotch kicking wasn't a terribly uncommon at my uh, little Christian school that I went to when I g- grew up, and uh, yeah. it would never been called sexual harassment. I mean, you yeah. know, that's uh, that's just ludicrous, and it.
2: Yeah, as someone who's been kicked in the crotch. Plenty of times, so there's nothing sexual, about right. It, right? That would be that would be preferred, maybe. I don't know because <laughs> it's pretty painful. Beats getting kicked in the
0: crotch, and yeah, no doubt about right? It. Ouch! Yeah. Aren't uh, there aren't too many places I would like to get kicked less? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I yeah I this I guess it just it it just shows how um, the the nature of uh, government is getting more and more they don 't want to they don 't want to touch issues they 're scared they're um you know they're they 're all about cover your butt in every circumstance and you can't you're not we 're not getting service from these people anymore no. if we were ever getting service from them we 're not getting it now
1: no get it's, get your kids the heck out of there i, I mean there are alternatives if you don 't know about them, please look into them there's something called unschooling where it 's a basically a model where kids can participate in choosing what they want to learn, you know, and can direct their own time. And, uh, you know, there are many other methods of uh, there's homeschooling. Right. There's-, I,
0: there's, you know, I've, I've looked into un- unschooling and I, I really like a lot that I see homeschooling. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certainly some great curricula out there. And this gives you the, the most control and the most ability to be, you know, a strong influence in your child's life. Um, there's also you know, private schools. I, I'm l- also investigating the Waldorf schools and uh-huh. uh, Montessori. I think these are interesting. Yep. I've heard um, good things about interesting yeah, school, schooling Montaui. methods. Um, you know and uh, there's another one that uh, Ian uh, Sudbury School Sudbury that's School an
1: unschooling essentially yeah yep.
0: but at a place yep 855-450-3733 Free Talk Live
4: Free Talk Live Amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com
0: Talk Live, 855-453. It's a sequel toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about what you want to talk about. If you live south of the Mason-Dixon line and you've got a family, you really need to listen to this. Um, Sound Wisdom's SG-1 solar-powered generating system. Oh, excuse me can uh, give you the basics in an emergency or be expanded to handle your whole house it is a generating system that uh, uses solar power it can take uh, you know some major things like uh, your well pump and your um, you know freezer your refrigerator and uh, you know a few other things off the grid completely so it immediately begins paying itself back it costs about what a generating system costs but it's always paying for itself it's not sitting there getting dusty when you don't need it it's you can find out more by going to free talk LiveSolar dot com. Experts are standing by to ha- answer all your questions, even on a Sunday night. And call for free education. Just go to freetalklivesolar.com dot com. The telephone number is right there. It's freetalklivesolar.com dot com. Stephanie, you got a drive by burping.
1: Uh, yes, and according to this logic, you should have been uh, basically arrested and hauled off to the pokey for what you did during just, that live read. Just a
0: little
2: jump <laughs> I hit my mute button and, and just burped, too, actually, right before you said that. Mark. Really, so did I. I guess it well, must be
1: that uh, dinner that we all ate. Keeping it
0: down. You, you can't be loud. That's really the, the <laughs> trick.
1: Right, yes. Um, anyway, so there's an article from the Huffington Post, and we've kind of been having a kid theme this evening we've talked about a lot of articles with like kids and food and schools and government bureaucrats overstepping their bounds. This is from the huffingtonpost.com by Jerry Clousing. The headline is our Albuquerque school 13-year-old cuffed for burp in class. A 13-year-old,
0: 13-year-old was 13-year-old <laughs> cuffed. 13 for a burp in a class. A
1: 13-year-old was handcuffed and hauled off to a juvenile detention for burping in class, according to a lawsuit filed against an Albuquerque school principal, a Man. teacher, and a school police officer,
0: they've got <laughs> that, that. teacher has some story about that child in their mind to uh, have this happen. I mean, oh my god, good, good heavens!
1: I guess they have to use the school cop for something because they're you know they're already at the school, so they might as well have them they keep force, them
2: busy. Forces the answer to everything, apparently.
7: <sighs>
1: they only have one tool, and when you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail.
0: You know and this little kid
1: did get nailed uh he the boy they,
0: they didn't just handcuff him they took him to the juvenile detention center
1: yeah uh the boy was um the boy was transported without his parents being notified in may after he quote Burped audibly in P.E. class. So it wasn't even in real class. It was in gym
2: class. You can get good ones out in gym, too. It has oh like that echo goodness. in the big room. <laughs> he,
1: quote, burped audibly in P.E. class and his teacher called a school resource officer to complain he was disrupting her class. This The lawsuit also details a separate November 8th incident when the same student was forced to strip down to his underwear while well, five adults watched as he was accused of selling pot to another student, the boy was never charged. Oh, they my really have goodness. it out for this kid.
0: They, and, they you believe know, he's the bad kid, don't they? They really do. And it's, oh my God. I wonder if they'll create that, um, you know, that situation. I mean, often if you yeah. know the, the bad kid's the bad kid, then that's what he is, right? Sure. If everybody treats you as
1: somebody who is an animal, basically, then, you know, why should you act civil? What do
0: you grow into?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so unfortunate. Yeah, and, and I remember when I was in government school, unfortunately I've tried to block out a lot of those memories, but uh you know, there were a lot of kids who would make noises sometimes. Sure. Sometimes kids really do burp like they just can't hold it back, you know. Everybody does that once in a while. Um What's But wrong even with if burping. But even if this kid did like burp on purpose, like if you you can swallow air and make yourself burp, I guess. Sure. Even if he did that on purpose does that really warrant being handcuffed no. and dragged to a juvenile detention facility without his parents being notified? It's insane. It's crazy. I can't believe
0: this is a real
1: story. I can't believe that the school like resource officer didn't just
0: stand him in the corner or something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Ugh. that's a necessarily an appropriate punishment for this. Um, you know, it sounds to me like this kid's not engaged in the learning process. Can and- you blame him?
1: I mean, I remember school being just the most mind-numbingly boring thing ever. And I would find any way I could to entertain myself.
0: You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's – when it comes to P.E., you know here's the opportunity um you, you know school seems to be about let's teach kids things they don't want to do there's <laughs> yes. sprinkled with a little bit of let's let's do what they want to do in order to keep them from from uh, revolting you know in pe they taught us uh, square dancing for instance oh, uh, in oh high school boy. i i, yeah. I haven't
2: uh, it, it wasn't so country as it we, was just we the, did polka and square dancing polka Mark. too oh huh? yeah pennsylvania
0: mm. that's that's polka country I, I i I'll take your word for it uh, you know and See, I didn't even get to dance. <laughs> the kids all behave on Dodgeball Day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. When Dodgeball is had, I mean, maybe some kids don't like Dodgeball. We just loved it. You it just was played hit them with these, in the face of the ball, then. But these were softy. Oh. These were the squishy balls, yeah, you know, so yeah. um, they weren't, you know, you, you can't get hurt by these things. Uh, but my experience was the ones that we used, you couldn't be hurt by. If you use those, those red ones for kickball, sure, if that hits you in the face, that's, no, that's not going to be any fun. But, um, you know, they, they PE, I mean, you can't make this engaging.
2: Yeah. They they would yeah. they would force all the kids to take swimming too at the school I went to and they they didn't allow you to bring your own bathing suit. So you had to wear like oh, the little gross. speedos. Oh, it was Ew. gross. Really? Yeah. Oh that did
0: not happen at my school was horrible, but we had to wear um, you know this was back when when boys wore
2: short shorts uh,
0: I mean, uh-huh. you, you just don 't see this any longer I are you mean, upset yeah.
2: that you don 't see boys wearing short shorts mark is that what you 're trying to say
0: i 'm saying you don 't see it much anymore like when when, when men no wear, wear <laughs> not uh, at all. shorts now they come to their lower thigh they 're just
2: pants. Yeah. they just look like flip pants, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but when I was in you know taking p e class, we had these little polyester things with a v cut in the Side of the thigh. Oh, like soccer shorts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah. And this is what we wore every day. Now, m- most of these gym uniforms could get up and run away by the end of the year because yeah. they, had been wa- <laughs> they had been washed in so long. Ugh. But I mean, this is the, you know, this is what we wore as an a, as a attire.
2: It was just did you at very least, common.
1: Did you have your own bathing suit, mandrick or did you just have to like pick it out of a
2: bin? No, and, you, like... you just you would just give them your size when you walked in, and they would hand you one. Oh my god! Oh, how did yeah. you know it was clean? i d- I guess you didn't know. The worst was when, at the start oh, of it, gosh, like they would, you wouldn't tell them your size. They would just look at you and guess. <laughs> so they would scream out. So, like, here's me, like, this big, fat kid, like, and the lady just screams out a size that's four times mine, and everybody's just, like, laughing at me. I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh,
1: that's so horrible.
2: <laughs> that's oh, my goodness. And then you had to shower. Ugh. Oh, yeah. yeah. They forced you to shower. Yeah, and we, in swimming. we
1: had to get, like checked for scoliosis by adults in the school mm-hmm. <laughs> and every everybody was like really creeped out because you would go into like a private room with one of them and they would like feel your back to mm-hmm. see if yeah. you had scoliosis You'd bend
0: over in front of them yeah and they'd, uh, you know observe your spine that yeah kind of thing. take off your shirt you know that Ugh, creepy I, I don't know what it was like uh for the the girls and the communal shower thing but i was very disturbed by They're commun- probably
2: all making out mark i'm sure that's, I, I, your, I, your image <laughs> what you're thinking is right i'm sure
0: that's what i was thinking i right. know that's what and you that's were what thinking the, that's exactly uh, what he was thinking See? but the, the 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 for for me this whole communal shower thing was really difficult And i think a lot of kids found it very it's, uncomfortable oh, yeah. it was very uncomfortable for me yeah, yeah in, in seventh grade and You know, it's 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 a it's a strange situation. I mean, I now if I go to the men's locker room, I could care less. But I think, you know, for young people, they're self-conscious. And I don't know what would I be like in the men's locker room if I hadn't done the communal showering in seventh and eighth grade. Um, You know, and I I don't know. Is this a valuable skill that I learned in school? I'm not even sure. (laughs) No. Was it just uh, traumatizing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say just traumatizing and it's uh, this is this story is ridiculous but there's even more to it actually it says uh so this lawsuit about the student that was handcuffed for burping in gym class uh it says the suit was one of two filed Wednesday by civil rights attorney Sharon Kennedy, who says she has been fighting the district and police for years over the use of force with problem children. I love how they call them problem children. I think the real problem is that your school is boring the problem and is you one don't size know how to, and you don't have creative solutions to to handle problems when they arise with yeah. disruption or whatever you got it so we'll hear about the next lawsuit coming up, but um there's been two hundred school kids. Uh, that have been handcuffed and arrested in the last three years for
0: nonviolent misdemeanors in this school county. Jeez, let's talk about that. 855-450-FREE, Free Talk Live. When you're planning
4: your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen, civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.
0: Talk Live, 855-453, sickle toll-free, call in line eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can call in, talk about whatever you want. We're uh, talking about a kid that was handcuffed for burping in gym class. Yeah, but it actually gets worse, too. Just hold on to it for a second. Um, You know, destabilizing events are happening around the world, whether it's unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, could be anything. Get prepared. Protect your family. Don't delay. I mean, the dollar is decreasing in value every day. So the food you buy now is going to be more expensive in two years. Wisefoodstorage.com offers uh, delicious, ready-to-made meals that will last you for 25 years, they got a 25-year shelf life. You can prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. Um, I choose them for my food storage, and I think you should too. It's wisefoodstorage.com or you can call them at eight five five FOOD WISE with the coupon code FTL. You can get a free sample. Call and get the free sample, um, and you also for a limited time during the holidays use promo code FTL, and you get uh, no cost shipping and 10% off any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com or 855-FOOD-WISE, promo code FTL. Free sample, free shipping, 10% off any order, peace of mind included. Greatest gift you can give your loved ones this holiday season is wisefoodstorage.com. Speaking of food, I wanted to uh, real quick, Mandrick, You're uh, sitting in with us this evening, and I thanks thanks very much. Hey, and thanks for having me here. You're just you're a minor celebrity in the uh, the the <laughs> uh, liberty liberty movement, what all you based mark? on your gooey, delicious baklava.
2: Yeah, and so, other things, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you
0: you make lots of stuff, but baklava is what you uh, ship out during the holidays, isn't that right?
2: Yeah, sell so it year round on the internet. At uh, mandrik.com, M-A-N-D-R-I-K. M- no C in mandrik, no. mandrik.com.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a little plug because, well, you know, that uh, baklava, uh, baklava is, yours,
2: is sure it is delicious. I love baking, man, and that's uh, it's, one, it's one of the many things I, I love to make, and I think I do a pretty good job.
0: Now, there's all kinds of different uh, recipes um, of baklava. You use filo uh, dough, real thin, um, like uh, more than 50 layers of it. Yeah. What makes yours different?
2: Uh, really it 's the ingredients I use I, I when I make anything I want to make sure I use premium ingredients and I know that sounds kind of cliche, but like i don 't just go to the store and just buy regular cinnamon or regular honey I mean I research everything and 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 i find and I find things that are you know that truly are. A grade better and they add a different taste and a better quality so that's, that's really what it's all about with me when i cook
0: it's mendrick.com so stephanie you said the story gets uh gets worse here with the
1: oh yeah it gets burper. it definitely gets worse the handcuffed burper well <laughs> yeah in case you're just tuning in we were discussing a story about a young boy in um, albuquerque new mexico 13 year old boy who was handcuffed because he burped audibly quote this is a quote from the teacher's in gym class and actually before that he was also forced to strip down to his underwear while five adults watched as he was accused of selling pot to another student but he You'd was think never charged
0: one, at the very most two adults would be sufficient for a stripping um, but <sighs> five it's. If Ugh. there's only
2: two people at a strip club, that's kind of creepy.
0: It's so, you need so more people. humiliating. <laughs> that's not what they're supposed to be doing at the at oh. the uh, the public school. Oh, I got you. Yeah. My bad. Yeah.
1: It just reminds me of that that girl who was strip searched because she had ibuprofen <laughs> at the school.
0: You know, this is what zero tolerance does. And it went does. to
1: the uh, Supreme Court. Yeah, that was horrible. This is what
0: happens with uh, with with um, zero tolerance. I mean, you yeah. know, the the very supposition that this child might have. A uh, marijuana on them. That's that's worthy of stripping him down to his underwear in front of uh, five adults. What
2: do they do if the kids fart it's in a so school? so humiliating. It's like, what do they draw down on the them? Death death penalty? I don't know.
1: It's yeah. Oh, it's awful. Um. So th- there was a lawsuit with this um this county because uh, a review a civil rights attorney reviewed the county's records and showed and saw that more than two hundred school kids had been handcuffed and arrested in the last three years. For nonviolent misdemeanors, that's like sixty-six kids a year. And what is school? One hundred and eighty days a year. So that's like a kid every three days is being handcuffed and arrested Jeez. for a nonviolent it's like a misdemeanor. Prison. Of course, they
0: look like little prisons yeah. when you look at them from the I outside. I can never
1: tell when they're doing new construction whether it's a school or a jail. Honestly,
0: well, usually um, the jails are less likely to be in populated areas. That's the that's the trick. A school is uh, yes. much more likely to be in a, a more populated area, but they mm-hmm. tend to the designs tend to look similar.
1: Yeah, they're usually done by the same government contractors (laughs) who are friends with the bureaucrats in the county. Must be the same
0: architect. Probably the same uh, food, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I would say the schools might even be worse. Convicts
0: have rights. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, So in the second lawsuit filed Wednesday, the parents of a seven-year-old boy with autism... Accuse a school officer of unlawful arrest for handcuffing the boy to a chair after he became agitated in class. This
0: is the seven year old with autism right, and this is the way we 're going to this is the best way to deal with an autistic seven year old is to handcuff them to a chair unbelievably well, what 's the
2: point of a school cop if he doesn 't have work to do you know?
0: <sighs> well, I, you, it makes you They're really wonder you 're talking about elementary schools need a police officer at them. You know, I mean, I I, I know that the first, you know, cops in schools, these resource officers must have been in the sort of um, in the high schools and the you know more dangerous neighborhoods and things like that. And it made perfectly good sense at the time. And then it's like, oh, this is a make work uh, program for bureaucrats. And so Mm -hmm. then they move on down to all the high schools, then just the then the middle schools, too. Then then now that we have to have them in elementary schools. I mean, do you want to send your kid to a place where they have to have a police? police officer on duty during open hours in order to keep order Ugh. I, I mean you know you most places you go you don't have to have a cop there in order to keep order
1: no i, oh, it, I mean it I guess just a scary the, world if just the did. threat
0: of being of one being available to call um, i suppose is is enough to to handle those um situations well i don't even think
1: it's that i think it's It's that most interactions between adults are like voluntary interactions where they Mm. are working out any conflicts that happen on their own without using violence or without resorting to calling a so-called authority figure in to handle the situation. And yeah, you know, most of the time in the world, people can uh, get along and have a peaceful and orderly society without a cop present on every street corner. Uh, Well,
2: all these children have, they all have different needs and... If they're if they're being forced into a certain role in a public school and they don't conform to that, then, of course, there's going to be discomfort and fighting and all kinds of things. But it's just yeah. they're not addressing the issue that it's like, hey, not all these kids are the same.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. You know what? What it comes down to is public school is a behavior modification institution. Oh,
1: yeah. And, and the, the ones that are labeled as so-called bad kids are usually just the ones who don't. Unquestioningly, unquestioningly obey everything that the teachers and authority figures say. Or well, they don't
0: fit, you know. Yeah. I mean, and and you know, each each child is a special snowflake. So I mean, you know, there's there's no doubt that kids are going to you know need special attention. And when you've got a teacher who's got thirty kids in the class, they can't give each kid the the special attention. Kids learn and have learned. I mean, you know, mammals, uh, creatures learn through play, and. Yeah. School, not a lot like play. Play is just something you'd like to do. Right. You you can like to read a book and... You know, my young son, Jack, and I'm sure whenever anybody hears this, um, they think that I'm just sitting there, you know, pounded on him with flashcards or whatever. He reads. You know, he doesn't read books cover to cover. Some of them he has, he can. But those are like the very simple ones, the one with a big one on the front of them. But he can read certain words. And, you know, he knows all those colors and, you know, lots of lots of words. He he can he can read Captain America. You know, he's into that. And just, you know, the words that he's interested in, he's got them down and he understands them at three years old and it's it's because he's interested in books it's because we we let him have books you know we don't we don't say no you can't have that book i mean that's not what we do at our house you know i'd rather spend too much money on books than i would on toys so well
1: kids have preferences about what they want to learn and the (laughs) ways that they want to spend their time and government school completely ignores those, and yeah. it 's just it basically says that judges them as bad or evil or whatever or it broken them, if they don 't want to learn what the teachers say that they have to learn
0: it tells them that life is going to be monotonous mm-hmm. it is you 're going to have to do a bunch of things you don 't want to do mm-hmm. and you know th- admittedly there are tasks in this world that i 've got to do that i don't want to do, and I would prefer not to do them however, I spend my time limiting those tasks yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> no.
1: why should you suffer <laughs> like suffering despite my what, what uh, Mother Teresa might have thought. Suffering is not a if virtue. You want to suffer, I don't suffer, believe that that's the meaning of life. I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know, want to suffer. If if suffering's what you want to do, then you should suffer. Then and that should be something you want to do. However, I want to live a life that is um, you know fulfilling to me, and I yeah. do the things that I want to do. And I'm learning things all the time. I spend time trying to learn stuff on on the internet. Um, you know, I've got this big, wide, vast library that's available to me. Most and- adults do. They don't realize it, but they are educating themselves all the time. And that's essentially what, um, you know, kids, the only education that ever works is the education that, where you educate yourself. Yeah, sure, you learn something in, things in school, things that you wanted to learn. There's the a great you... quote from the school
1: board bureaucrat at the last part of this article. He says, in my opinion, this really increases
0: the whole idea of the school to prison pipeline. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Uh, FreeTalkLive.com. In the meantime, you can get uh, archives there. It's been uh, Mark with you. Andrew and Stephanie we talk live